I thought it was just audio because I don't actually research anything that I'm doing ahead of time. That's okay. I to to and show I you like you know it's video. I looked like a like a beast earlier. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> to show you how prepared I am, I like yeah. literally hooked my webcam I'm using right now up like an hour ago, and I've been fidgeting with it the entire time trying to make it work. <laughs> no. And now I'm just a floating head in darkness. That's fine. Talking to Isn't a DP. It, it's yeah. <laughs> I, I should turn off this light so it's literally just my face floating in nothingness. It'll yeah. be like uh, Under the Skin. Right. Your favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> what I You know, I haven't actually seen that since it was released. Like, yeah. I, I shit on it, but I, I feel like I should probably watch it again, even if I didn't like it. The shit on it? I don't know. Did you... Did you feel that you didn't like it at the time? At the time, I saw it at one. I saw it like at an art house theater in Baltimore, and it was like a press screening, so everything was like meh, heh, heh, you know. Mm-hmm. And everyone really loved it there, and I was like, it, it was fine. <laughs> I, yeah. I like I I was like, it's it's not badly made. Let's say that it's not a badly right. made movie. Like it's a well made movie. It's inter- I think there's some interesting ideas, but overall, I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I, just, I didn't love it. I just hated like, like I liked the beginning. I liked things about it, and then the whole last forty minutes is just her being chased and assaulted in the woods. I'm like, mm-hmm. what movie is this now? I hate it. <laughs> and it was just, like, and it went on so long that I was just like, oh god. And then like, it's based on a book, and I went and read the Wikipedia article about like how the rape was used in the book, and it seemed to fit like the story and like what she was trying to say like mm-hmm. so much better than how the movie handled it. I thought the movie just handled it very gratuitously and stupidly. Uh, and it was kind of just like humans suck. Like, and I don't think that's quite the point of the book. Though I didn't read the book; I just read the Wikipedia article. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. So... <laughs> the theme you walk away from that kind of movie, you're like, it's just humans suck. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was the theme I got from yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it. it yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's. I'll say this: I'm not going to give myself as much credit as I would hope to in front of you to say that I didn't like it for those reasons. <laughs> but to me, it did seem like that it took it it took her out of the main character of the movie yeah. at the end and i was like yeah what movie am i watching now because it feels like yeah. a, if well, that's it, the thing it's like yeah. a shitty like hills of eyes suddenly or something with a hick yeah. chasing a woman through the woods i was like why this is like it just wasn't like elevated at all like the way the whole beginning part of the movie set it up is like a really interesting sci-fi yeah. horror would you have liked it like, oh now we're just doing something shitty <laughs> right <laughs> What if it, what if it was reversed though? Like if it started out with like tricking us into her being chased, or like you know men going after her, but then it turns, then the turn comes, and then she has all the power. Oh, by the way, I'm an alien. I don't want to push you into my sucking machine. We're gonna suck. Right. You know what I mean? If that was the yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a misandrist, so I'd be fine with that. Right. No, I'm saying I think it's a better movie. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, no, I, it's not just that. It's I think it's a better movie. You know, I have like a short film script about. I don't. Have we started this? Yes, we're. I'm recording this. this yeah, there's this no. There's this no introduction. Podcast. Hi, Sophia. Okay, cool. Your introduction Hi. is the description on it's the just podcast. Me yelling about under the skin. <laughs> no, I have yeah. a short film I've been wanting to shoot for a while about like a witch who like melts men into like perfumes and then like gets their essence into a jar and like puts it on her shelf. 
like that's the movie and i'm like trying to figure out how to make it like where i don't need to be like oh all the men's are like are abusers that she does this to it's like it's not like i don't even want to get into that i just want her to have just fun men. men yeah oh yeah of course like why would she yeah would all the perfumes so... smell like farts and bo <laughs> would they all know, smell right? terrible <laughs> probably <laughs> so she yeah, she, yeah. Is, is she so it's not for revenge or anything. It's just that it's so no, nice I'm trying okay. to make it without having to have like that kind of abuse element. Uh, but then like, I don't know if the movie works at all other than just like, I'm just going to kill a bunch of dudes and put them in. Like, what is the story? Do you need to you <laughs> can just kill a bunch of men. It's fine. <laughs> Sophia. She's just a serial killer. That's great. <laughs> if, if there's anyone in my life that I know that I want to see that movie without having a point be made. <laughs> I want it to be you making that movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you don't need to give me a reason just to have men it's get pushed like, into the machine that turns them into perfume. Yeah, I'm fine. I love it. Yeah. Okay, good. Which, because, you know, that's what people say they want. They don't want any of this woke bullshit. <laughs> they would still so, tell you you're too woke. You're killing men. You will, can't kill men. Yeah, somehow it, yeah, exactly. Somehow it's still woke. Yeah. If, if, if you kill all those men, who's going to build all the buildings and go to work and stuff? Come on. Yeah, no. yeah, I don't. I don't think. I thought anyone. we'd have robots by now. <laughs> well, I mean, the witch could maybe you could have something where she turns a woman into perfume, and it it's even better or worse or something. You know, like then, but then I don't know. Yeah. She has a conscience about know. liquefying women. I don't understand. I don't know. Would would it be like a? Yeah, see, would she see, put them in like a brew? Movies. Would she like put their bodies no, in a brew? I, I, like, you know, like all the '80s movies where people just like melt suddenly. <laughs> That's my favorite subgenre. It's the melting subgenre. Melt movies, yeah. Melt I just movies. wanted it to be like a really weird waxy like melt effect. Yeah. Right. And then like and then like maybe like a time lapse where like it goes to like the skeleton at the end. So then the skeleton is sitting there and then like colored fog and then you know you stick it in the perfume bottle. Could it's the like bottle be made of like skeleton? It could. Yeah, I like... was just going to do like all those little vintage like old style perfume bottles i just yeah. saying like the entirety of the product is made from men's bodies yes it's 100 oh, yeah. percent recyclable oh, for the environment yeah it's like their tooth is like the stopper or something <laughs> that's you should, good. That you should good. make that that's great though yeah i've been kicking it around for like two years i'm like i should just make this stupid movie but it's just like never quite settled on like because i want to do it practical so there's like a little bit of an expense there with melting people um and then you know and then just like needing a point like do i need a point i don't know <laughs> you, sophia you've been to film festivals right 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 you most know that most short films they don't have points <laughs> yeah okay so yeah. it's just like a really pretty movie of like a beautiful witch killing men <laughs> that's enough that yeah, has I, a point that's fine i mean like you could add something in there like she need like the point is she needs to fill a rack up with perfumes yeah. And the end of the thing is when she puts the last perfume on. Oh, it's over. Okay, fine. Right. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll do something at the end where she sells them in like a boutique. She can, or she. <laughs> like I'm not, Fight Club. I, I'm not trying to write this. I'm not trying to help you write this. But if you wanted help, the writing credit, yeah, Bob Rose. Right. <laughs> I'm not the person you want to help write this. But it could be something like she kills somebody's husband. And like her life is way better because her husband's gone and then she doesn't know where he went. And then she sells the perfume yeah. like back to, to the woman mm. and she like sprays it on her and she feels complete. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. It's not That's terrible. I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you got to do this idea before some guy who looks like me makes it and does it really bad. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this podcast, it's like, oh, I like that. I'm going to make that movie. Right. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, just as long as there were going to be some dude who looks a lot like me, who's not like me, who's going to be like, I got this. But then there's like, you know, six sexual assault scenes or something. Right. Of right, course. Right. Yeah. Because that's like the cheap way of doing it. <laughs> Right, the better way is there's literally no reason for this no to reason. happen. Yeah, I mean, there's very rarely a reason for men to like mutilate women. Yeah, it's movies. always just they're insane. <laughs> they're just crazy. They're so, just crazy. You know. If we, yeah. yeah, why can't a witch, a witch be crazy? Why can't a witch just be doing her job, which is melting down people? That's what witches people. do, right? I have no idea. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, I live in Los Angeles. I don't know if I mentioned that before. <laughs> Yeah, you live in, hey, I mean, if I did yeah. an introduction, you live yeah. in Los Angeles, you're a filmmaker, writer, director, a gr uh, an amazing DP, uh, you, do, you do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. A little bit of everything, yeah. yeah. But one of the things I do is, uh, there's all these women's groups for, like, LA women, and, like, every week there's a new post, like, oh, I'm starting a coven who wants to come over and do spells, and I'm just like, you know, that's not a real thing, but okay. So, I should oh, so you're saying you're- your problem is you're not you don't believe it's in the actual stuff is that what you're saying oh yeah well, oh okay I, I, <laughs> I don't know i don't want to i don't want to like you know insult anybody I'm just, yeah. yeah no i'm not very woo at all <laughs> i think we're just here to suffer and die and that's it but <laughs> that's that's a that's good it. description point. i used yeah. to no i used to date someone who was wiccan who was pretty strongly belief in wiccan and i was a young man who was much more assholeish and i would always be like look all i'm saying is if you can just make like a pencil levitate for a minute i'll believe it right. <laughs> like, like come on is that asking a lot you know <laughs> they never could they never could do that it always has oh, to be all God. complex and stuff you know right but uh you bring up a good point. It's something that I made a small list of stuff to talk about in my okay, brain. You prepared. Yeah. No, but no, I didn't at all. <laughs> Just in case there was awkward. Let silence. me tell you with <laughs> your episode, Michael's episode, Steven's, these are all people, our mutual friends, Michael, Steven, I mean, your partner, Michael, and then Steven Stahl. And I'm going to eventually have Kate on. If I have friends on, I'm not preparing anything. We're just talking. Yeah. If I'm having someone that's like, I don't know, then I'll try. Are they real? <laughs> a real person? You've done a lot of stuff. You're real. You're famous. <laughs> sort of, right? You know what I was going to say? The one thing, we have like our, our a little friend group that I've mentioned before on the show, you know, mm -hmm. our little uh, circle. But the one thing I've always felt We've only known each other for like, I guess, a year. How long has it been? A year and a half, a year? I mean, basically. I can't remember time. Yeah, I mean, I know so. we met in person briefly at Genre Blast. It was like a sentence of talking. I think maybe yeah. you talked to Michael Moore I did. there. We, we joked um, about something. Probably. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, you know. And then, and then we really became friends during the pandemic. Right. And that's yeah. been for how long? Five years? One year? I can't remember. <laughs> for like a million years. So I guess like a year and a half-ish, almost. Yeah. When did we meet at Genre Blast? Was that like 20... That was 2019. It? That was the end of it 2019. Was okay. It was, well, it was November September. 2019 or something like that. September, yeah. September, whenever Genre... <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> 2019, 2019 feels like 2010 to me now. Like it's so far long ago. I don't even remember anything. But what I was going to say is in the time that we've known each other and in our little mutual friend group, 
the one thing I always feel kinship with you is, and I've never said it, is that you have. No, I'm serious. Here we you, go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I, I, if I'm completely wrong, you tell me. But it's in this kind of like uh, in, in the <laughs> in the memes that you always share, oh, yeah. and in the vibe that they have, which is always like, <laughs> yes. I have no clue what I'm doing, and I don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, and I A feel lot of nihilism. Yeah, I, I always feel, I feel like I really I really feel the same as you a lot of the time as far especially yeah. the vibe of the last year, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're I kind like there's, there's part like deep sarcasm. I liked that one. There was one recently that was like the doom anarchist or whatever, where it's just like <laughs> yeah. how like you're old and you've given up and you know the world's on fire, but like what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> you can't like there's no there's no way one person can fix this problem unless right. you're Bezos. Right, and he does. Well, he just wants to go to space with an old lady. <laughs> and there's probably a lot of Bezoses we don't know about. They won't fix anything right? anyway. He's just exactly. the famous one. He's just the one that we see. Yeah, right. Exactly. But uh, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> and now that the world, you're starting to do work again. I, yeah, I've actually. I hate. Right, and this is like <laughs> something. This is an arbitrary thing. I kind of wanted to talk to you about because I know how mm -hmm. you, I think you feel the same as me. Like now that the world is opening back up, I went to a wedding. I went to an actual event at a bar. These were over the, for me. I'm like the part of me is like so happy to see everybody, but part of me is like yeah. I almost <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to say it out loud, but part of me is almost like I kind of just like the way it was. I think for a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I don't want a pandemic to be happening, but I actually like right. the life. The yeah, I and mean, I, I didn't I, hate I, it a lot about it, I guess. <laughs> you know? Right, um, right. That's what I'm kind of saying. There's certainly a part of me that wants to just move to the woods and have like 10 chihuahuas <laughs> just like on me. Oh, yeah, of once. course. Um, Yeah, it's definitely hard getting back out there. And it's also like, you know, I think being in my late 30s and i've done like a lot of different types of art mm -hmm. it's like what is actually fulfilling to me and what like i feel like i've kind of given up on like making a real career out of it so it's just like <laughs> i make stuff i make small amounts of money making stuff and it's <laughs> yeah. just it's hard to keep going i think you know like i'm feeling like i'm just doing it for no reason or just for myself you know and so like i think our next movie is just going to be like me tinkering at something for myself more right. than like thinking that there's any going to ever be any commercial viability or career viability. And that's kind of a shift because certainly like I came from rock and roll. And so like in the nineties, the mid early to mid nineties, when I was like, I want to do that. I was like a little kid, but uh, there was like this dream being sold that like, if you just got to New York or LA or whatever, you could be in a rock band and you're going to get famous and then you're fine. And I think that's part of like a poverty mentality too. Cause I grew up right, super right. poor and I was just like, Oh yeah, of course I can like, it's like becoming like an NBA player or something, like, you know, like right. this is my way out. It's your, poverty. it's the creative pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Exactly. And yeah. it's definitely like a dream. We were all sold in the nineties. I don't know, maybe less so now. With kids, I would like, say eighties and nineties. I think both of those eighties yeah. like kind of started that the whole me generation and then the nineties amplified right. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. just seemed like these small bands came out of nowhere. And now in retrospect, I'm like always like, oh, they have a rich dad or like they were friends with Kurt Cobain or like there was some reason <laughs> yeah. why they got to where they got. And but like, you know, you don't actually get those stories. You just get like the rags to riches story always. Right. So right. anyway, 
my point is I always thought like from the time I was like 12, I was like, I'm just going to write a lot of songs and I'm going to start a band and somebody's going to see that. And then I'll be all set, right. you know? And so I worked at that for a long time, like to like my late twenties, you know, like just touring, doing so much band stuff. And like, I did okay. Like for like a regional band, like we played yeah. good shows, a lot of fun. Um, you some and then, like, popular music to... videos, you know, yeah, the music videos are super there. popular. Yeah. <laughs> um and then like just switched gears totally to be like oh like indie film is where it's at like that'll be my career you should have stayed in music (laughs) it's so much at this point it's cheaper right it's so much cheaper (laughs) at least you could just write a song like in your house you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah of course so it's just like trying to like like i guess like reconcile that with like the dream with like what is actually an attainable career and like especially in creative stuff where there's no distinct path you know especially if you're not like from a rich family or something like there's no like laid out for you like i'm gonna be on this production because my uncle is the producer you know (laughs) like without those kinds of paths it's like very difficult to navigate and at some point it's like do i want to keep trying (laughs) like am i just gonna be dead soon like should i just should i keep trying i don't know should i just enjoy it (laughs) it's amazing that we did anything during the pandemic because that whole like will i be dead soon thing really puts a damper on the creativity you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like why should i try anymore i'll probably die during this you know right (laughs) but yeah there's like that that, that's that difference uh as i because i'm in my late 30s i'm don't even want to think about next you know in 20 2022 when i'll be 40 mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> like, but like there's a difference between quitting completely and accepting that the dream most likely mathematically is never going to happen right you, you, like you're still going to make stuff you're still going to be creative but there's like you approach it completely differently at a certain it's, point yeah in life. like i don't i grew up was like i'm going to be steven spielberg and then you know that's not going to happen mm-hmm. you know like and now I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm I'm a 39 year old. Nobody's knocking down our doors. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like, it, it didn't happen, you know. And so, I think that you approach stuff different, you know. Yeah, you, I think it, so too. Like, even the content changes, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I mean that's probably also a mistake we made. Is like, like we've made a lot of movies for ourselves. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I know I made myself like, to laugh. Say the content is gonna change. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, but like you know, like um, with I think with clickbait, that was like one of Michael's selling points to me. It was like, all right, we'll make a mainstream horror, and yeah, like yeah. this will this will at least get into a fest. Like maybe our weirder shit didn't get into, but then like of course, as we made it, it got super silly and weird. So it's like. <laughs> You know, we started off being like, oh, we're just going to make a really straightforward movie. And then it's like all the fucking like fart jokes, you know, like the whole movie, like two strudels <laughs> is like but what people take away from that movie. So, you know, like, it was just I kind mean, of that is kind of my I really love ahead. I love two strudels. I mean, let me just be honest. I, <laughs> Everybody loves two strudels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally, it was because I often do all the art for our movies because like I never want to pay somebody else sure, to do something yeah. I could theoretically do. And then like I always. I always wish I could have done more, but with two strudels, um, I just made it just to be on the table, like while they're having a conversation, like not even interacted with at all. And then as we were shooting, the actors were obsessed with the product. <laughs> and so we just kept adding it in more and more as it went on. So, and then we made like the infomercial, like way later that's in the movie. So 
you know yeah but that's take on a life of their own that's one of the best parts of the movie though <laughs> right yeah yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah and then i had to make other flavors because i yeah. just made the watermelon one and then like <laughs> like a whole thing i don't know well, I mean, I guess, okay, I've seen three of your movies, not counting shorts, if you're just talking features. Okay, which I've one seen, haven't you seen? I've seen Magnetic, I've seen Clickbait, uh-huh. and I've seen okay. um, Tribids. Tribids. How do you say it? Tribids? I'm sorry. Tribids. I'm messing fine. up the thing. I've seen those three. What am I? What haven't I seen? Here's what I recommend is, like, name your movie something no one can pronounce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, that's just number one for young filmmakers <laughs> I, I mean i i said the name on michael's episode and i'm pretty sure i was pro- uh, pronouncing it wrong then he didn't correct me so oh. <laughs> i've been pronouncing so, it wrong for a long time <laughs> when we uh horror pack put that out on like a limited edition blu-ray and at that point i don't know if as many people still do but a lot of people at that point a couple years ago were doing the unboxing videos yeah yeah and so we had like a super cut of like a hundred people being like tribids 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 <laughs> like they would just like say it every which way and it was just like so hilarious like to to watch this super fast in a row <laughs> i think of the first but, yeah like, it's a real word it's not a word we made up it's oh, a real okay. word i think yeah. i first said tri- tribides when i first saw it yeah. like, like, people terrible. came up with every kind of pronunciation yeah but i would say that out of the three that i've seen magnetic is probably your least commercial yeah like, but have you seen the trailer for magnetic because it's just no, like a I lot haven't. of loud music and it looks like a tom cruise movie <laughs> they found every <laughs> instance of our actor like just running and put that in the trailer just like so much running Wait, and it seemed like super you didn't do the tra- so the distributor made the trailer yeah we were with uh wild eye did the dvd and they did their own trailer oh, okay and okay. uh yeah and so there is a, a version that's our trailer and it's all like low-key and like talking like vo and their trailer's like boom 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 running which <laughs> 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 is like a thing and that's fine and then that's like fine, they yeah. did their own art for the dvd cover and that was also like like ours had like a sheep on it and like it was like an oil painting <laughs> and theirs is just like you know like some crazy sci-fi font right so are yeah. you saying going forward with what we were saying about aging yeah okay your movies are going to be even less for other people i mean i guess there's no point in them being for yeah. other people almost right, right. Yeah, yeah like i think you know if anything just like my personal the more I've learned making films, the more obsessed I get with like the actual quality <laughs> of like the cinematography and the lighting. Yeah, and so like yeah. that stuff I always want to be improving on. Yeah. Uh, and someday maybe I'll be happy with something. But other than that, like the content wise and weirdness wise, like why why try to make it yeah. for anybody, you know, for anybody else. No, I, I do mean- wanna hit I do wanna hit high marks in production though. Well, I mean, I you know what I always like about that is like you make something look extremely good and then people watch it and a good percent of those people are like, this has to mean something. This has to be well written. The premise has to be genius. I might not understand it, but it looks so good. Why would someone spend so much time and effort to make it look so good if they didn't know what they were saying? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can, you can get away with it. You can get away with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's all anybody cares about usually is like, was this pretty? <laughs> over the 50 percent mark yeah if, if it was pretty it'll be like oh okay i like it <laughs> but i don't know people like magnetic has a like a lot of weird shit in it and it does but it's pretty too it's but it is pretty, yeah. It's pretty. Uh, yeah 
It's but on like, Tubi people, for anyone listening. It's right. Is it's it on, on Tubi? Yeah, it is on Tubi. It's on Tubi. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it is yeah. still. It definitely was. Um, it, But like, it goes into like a lot of weird dreamscapes and stuff. And like, there's like a lot of content in there <laughs> of like total insanity. Like there's a part where like, there's like clones like worshiping an Egyptian sun god, <laughs> like with like a lamb ram's head in a weird church that we found. Like just we- there's weird stuff. There's like a furry tea party. It I just goes the off party. the rails. Yeah, it's shot, oh, it's shot, I love that. Yeah. And it's shot in like it's a black void, right? If I remember, straight. it was like a black box theater. Yeah, yeah black box theater. So we were able to like really shoot it like it was black. Yeah, avoid, yeah. Basically, somebody I mean- like. A friend of mine was like, oh, it's too bad you couldn't get like a VFX artist to do like a CGI spider. And I was like, oh, you don't get the movie. <laughs> like I wanted it. I wanted it to be like a weird theatrical dream. Like, like right. you're in the theater. Like, hello. <laughs> okay. No, like, like. What about that movie says I needed to, a CGI spider? <laughs> I f- yeah, no, I feel like that comes up a lot, especially with me, where it's like what the it's like. It's weird to me that someone will watch Magnetic and see that spider and think okay, the filmmakers want me to look at that spider and think it's actually real. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you know it's what, played it, by the same actor as, like, the only actor in the, like, in the movie. Like, right, right. It's, it, like it, it's, it's obvious it's in not... In any su- way, it's supposed to be real. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a real spider. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. It, it, like, the actual realism of low-budget effects always makes me... Like, the different layers of it always makes me confused. Like, especially as someone no. who, you know, I make all that stupid JPEG-looking stuff that I do and then people are like, you know, hey Bob, can you do this effect? And I'm like, no. I cannot make something look real. Yeah, realism. There, there's is, not, yeah. The realism has That's never entered thing. into anything. But I was like when I when but I was like when I'm making something, I'm saying that this doesn't look real, but in the, the characters in the movie are seeing it as real. There's a yes. you know what I mean? It's hard to explain yeah. for some people. Like my favorite uh thing that stuck with me about that is there's like a documentary on Ray Harryhausen mm-hmm. who I mean, I'm sure you know, but like he yeah, did all the stop yeah. motion effects. But sure, he would yeah. go and like watch animals move and then try to do the stop motion like that. And so somebody that like worked on like Jurassic Park was talking about like the influence of Ray Harryhausen. Uh, Phil Tippett. And is that who it was? He he was the animatic guy. Yeah. So Whoever know, it was in the doc. I, I know I know shit like that about Jurassic Park. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. They described it. No, but like they described it as like Ray Harryhausen kind of set the standard of what a movie dinosaur looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like no movie can make like any real changes to that because it's like the audience has an expectation of like a movie dinosaur and it's not reality. Yeah. You know, like you know, somebody could do it. But like what the people want is like a dinosaur that moves a certain way and looks a certain way. And that was established in like the 50s. You know, <laughs> Right. And so it just kept going forward. Yeah. No matter how inaccurate. Yeah. It, it, it exactly. Too. It's like now they have feathers. Like no, we just want to see the same reptile dinosaur that we've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, you know, like we do not need to talk about this, but you, you know, I I just read about the fact that the opening of the next Jurassic World movie takes place in the Cretaceous period, and it's going to show the actual scientifically accurate dinosaurs, and then the and they're explaining that. Fail. Well, they, they're explaining that the, the frog DNA truly did make the, the monsters that we knew in the first movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. right. Because they split it. With they the split them with the frog yeah. DNA. But yeah, the, yes. apparently it okay. opens with a whole Cretaceous period. No humans just showing us that scientifically accurate now, which will probably be outdated <laughs> in 20 years. Right. Yeah. 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 I, okay. I do like that. But they did have to work it into the narrative. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> to justify it. <laughs> whatever. I mean, there's been ne- there's never been a good Jurassic Park sequel, so it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll still watch it and love it because it's Jurassic Park. But, um, yeah, I don't I, think I've seen any of the Chris Pratt Jurassic Parks. I'm not going to recommend them to you. <laughs> but okay, yeah, but I mean, they're just. If you, I just something bit... about him beyond Parks and Rec. I just yeah, I don't like it. Do you yeah. think it's is it the um, religious thing? Maybe, maybe it seeps through his performances that he's super <laughs> Christian. I don't know. He just there's something about him that just kind of just kind of irks. I don't like it. That's the thing like that it. bothers me is like the ultra Christian, and yeah. he, he belongs to a church that is apparently anti LBGT or something like that. Yeah, there's something sketchy about it. Yeah, yeah. He married Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Right. <laughs> It's it, that's like a weird. weird it's a thing where way. it's like he's never said or done anything yeah. publicly, so you can't be like, yeah. But it's still yeah. like it's like I can't watch Elizabeth Moss in like Handmaid's Tale because I'm like you're in a cult. I don't. <laughs> is she? I actually don't know what that. She's the Scientologist. Like, oh, she from is forever ago. Yeah, from forever ago. Oh, I think man. maybe even was raised in Scientology, and she's like one of the main Scientologist actors now. Uh and so okay. it just like makes Handmaid's Tale really weird, like, especially when she talks about it. And I'm like, I know I've never seen I've never seen <laughs> Handmaid's Tale, Tale but yeah. I plan to watch it. But it, I always was yeah. kind of saving it for when the world was less bad. <laughs> yeah, probably. So the first season is like pretty much the book. Okay. And it ends where the book ends. And so like I watched the first season and it was fine. And then I was like, I heard bad things about the follow up seasons, even though they have Margaret Atwood like uh as a consultant mm-hmm. um i might watch them someday but i also just can't stand elizabeth moss so I don't know. and it's just we'll because see. like i liked her performances but now i know this i'm bummed yeah well, you know. in handmaid's tale like so much of the book is like just her internal monologue and the way they chose to do that in the show is just to have her whispering her feelings constantly mm-hmm. and i did not love that as a choice so like it was kind of annoying to me to watch like just constant internal monologue over entire 50 minutes of, of, a, of an episode. Right. So I didn't love that style. And I don't know if it's less like that in later seasons when they're following the book less. Um, and I don't know how to better have shown it. It's not like I have the answer because like, you know, because like she's so subjugated by like the man of the household like she can't say out loud her feelings and she can't tell anybody else mm-hmm. so it's like all models i don't know how to fix it but i just did not <laughs> like it it's like so whispery it's like the very new style of acting that's like i'm just gonna whisper like constantly and it made, like it's like you know it's like nick cage no. but on his low end it's you know it's either screaming or whispering there's no in between yeah right, right. Yeah. oh yeah i yeah. see what you're saying. yeah, yeah i was yeah. like nick cage was- yeah. yeah uh yeah exactly it's either like, yeah. just, like, sorry i should have clarified out. that yeah it's like elizabeth moss is just like nick cage right? <laughs> right yeah i just i'm not into like the new whisper acting whisper acting okay like, i whispering. i have to see the show to understand more but <laughs> i just like I, I just figured i'd watch it after trump was out of office like that was kind yeah, of my, i was like i don't want to watch this it's like i, I didn't want to watch yeah. that movie they made about the pandemic during the pandemic what was it songbird or something yeah i don't yeah, want to watch that happening. yeah no. no it was about covid 23 or something i was like no i don't though i did watch outbreak and uh contagion oh yeah <laughs> like I... during the pandemic and that that felt cathartic to me <laughs> it did. i've never actually seen contagion i need to okay contagion is like a documentary style yeah, yeah. 
movie, but also like weirdly got so much of COVID-19 correct that like it came from bats and went to people mm -hmm. and like it was eerily similar to what we were going through at the time. And, and I think it was like pretty well researched, you know, because like they've known for a while this could happen. It like I literally so like I literally didn't I love I love Soderbergh. I actually really do. But yeah. the reason I didn't watch it is because of my actual fear of pandemics before the pandemic happened. <laughs> well, now you've like, had it. Yeah. When I watched Outbreak as a kid, it fucked yeah. me up. And I think it I actually, like Outbreak. Outbreak, I like Outbreak too. I don't dislike it, but it actually started my mortal fear of pandemics, which led to my extreme <laughs> anxiety during the last year. The yeah. guy that you know, who is like on edge and makes constant jokes out of just anxiousness constantly. Like that's oh, me yeah. because like, this it's been the hell for me because I've been absolutely scared of it, and I think outbreak started my obsession and yeah. fear. <laughs> so yeah. contagion, I never, yeah. I never got to. But I've seen yeah. all of his other stuff. I think it's okay to watch it now, but it is like, I mean, it gets worse than than COVID nineteen did. I think because it was like you know they shut down full cities and like you couldn't yeah, yeah. go to the grocery store and stuff. Like it was similar, but it gets worse like because it's a movie. But um, I think I think you could tolerate it now, having lived through it. But it will be. It was so weird how similar it was to what we were going through, and like to the point where like people had like wristbands for vaccinations and stuff. Like, there's all like this weird stuff that's like. I mean, we should have that. What would happen? Yeah, we should. You know, I was. Yeah. Uh, I went to. I don't know if you've been on a few shoots, right? As that where everyone's been vaccinated yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in that situation, do you still feel okay about it? Because like to me, I'm like, I don't know if I even trust the people i know to some degree you know what i mean like right everyone disappoints um, you in life and i just don't trust everyone anymore <laughs> as far as like were they actually vaccinated or yeah. are they reasonable humans um i think like i i didn't require people because luckily these were shoots i produced so i was able to be like you have to have been vaccinated i didn't require people to send me their cards some of them just voluntarily did mm -hmm. um and we did wear masks mostly but it was pretty loosey-goosey and including with me especially like when i was like packing up at 3 a.m i was like i can't take it anymore and nobody right, was right. there so i was like fuck it yeah um so yeah i feel like if the Delta variant gets a lot worse, I'll be like way more stringent about masks, but mm -hmm. I don't want to wear masks outside anymore. I'm done. Oh man. I, yeah, no, I feel you. I, I went, inside, inside, I still think it's like very reasonable. So I went to, I went to that, the, that thing at that bar and everyone showed their card and I yeah. ended up not wearing a mask because I was also like, it's useless in this environment. If everyone else literally isn't, I'm either going here or I don't go. Right. And I'm still shaky about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still like, yeah. I have no reason to be. Nothing has right. happened. All the people in there, everyone seems fine. I just still like, is this what life is going to be now? Anything you yeah. do, I have to be two like weeks of so, anxiety. It's so easy to fake those cards. Like, yeah, they look shop. like shit. You know, like if somebody really didn't want to get one, you get the vaccine. They could easily fake the card. The card. Everybody look like... posted their card <laughs> online, <laughs> so you just got, you know print it out. <laughs> I actually never did that. I don't know why. I think it was for one of the reasons I was talking about earlier. Like, I didn't want everyone to start pushing me. I didn't want to like. Go out. I did, yeah. yeah, like I made I made a status about it, but even then, I was like, I don't want to. I don't want everyone to be like, "Hey, Bob, now you should, you know, now you got to come to this thing, you know, right. now you now you got to do stuff." Because I'm still I'm still kind of cagey about it, you know. Yeah. Well, I think there is like some reasonable concern with the Delta as far as maybe not getting hospitalized but getting sick from it. Yeah, 
I, I was reading about it last night and I was like, I got to stop. I can't do this. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> like the actual thought of us going through something again. And I was also like thinking like, yeah, there's no way America's well, ever shutting down again. We're just not no, in our lifetime. No. It's never happening. The, I mean, maybe in our lifetime, but not from this, you know, like right. even if the Delta, even if there's a worse version of COVID, I don't think in the next year or two, we will. I don't we'll think see. people will accept it. I just, yeah, I yeah. agree, but I don't think people will tolerate it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but so that uh, just like in general, I was reading about it and just like, I can't, <laughs> I can't handle the thought of something else happening. <laughs> right. Like, and I can't handle, I'm not, you know, like I'm not going back to how it was. So a part of me was just like, that's it. I don't think I care anymore. I've already dealt with my own death for a fucking year. I don't <laughs> I don't care anymore. Sorry, we don't need to talk about the pandemic. It's going to trickle down. I mean, it was all individual responsibility. And that was like a big part of the problem with like Trump's efforts with COVID. It it all came down to individual response. And like expecting everybody to like do what's good for the whole rather than for themselves is like not an American (laughs) way of thinking. You know, it's like other countries have like more of a societal, like we should do what's good for everybody. Like Spock, you know, (laughs) like the Vulcans, they have it, Um, but not us. So I think that was a big problem. And then I think that going forward, that's what's expected. It's just like going to be like individual choice. So like, if it seems like, you know, cases are skyrocketing. Like it's going to be up to the individuals to like be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, don't yeah. know. I saw Boris Johnson talking about it, and basically they're just opening up, but they are at least doing contact tracing. So yeah. that's like a little bit better than us just opening up and not doing any contact tracing or having anybody self isolate. Is America doing that? I don't even know. No. Yeah. No, we're not doing any. Yeah. We're, we're just we're just no panicking uh, exactly. if something bad happens. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know if I got to start avoiding, I think, like, like TikTok and shit again. Like, I can't watch all those things I subscribe to where it's like nurses arguing with people constantly. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just not healthy. I saw a few people screaming about getting vaccinated on TikTok, like doctors. Right. And it's just like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. I, you know, it's it's wearing. Yeah. And it, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Once we got the vaccines, I was like, nothing is going to improve from here for us <laughs> right yeah so it's like you just for us like we just have to like make the choice to like go back to work in certain environments and like however we're gonna navigate the world like i'm gonna wear my mask at the grocery store and i'm gonna you know yeah. not wear it outside like we're all just gonna individually choose our response but like this is as good as it's the government level response <laughs> is gonna be for us you know i was thinking too like Okay, this is a weird concept. I don't know. Follow me on this one. I think you would actually love this brain, this like brain barf that I had like the other day. I was like, you know what? I hate this so much. I wish if I could re-choose when I was born. (laughs) I was trying to think when's the best time to be born, and it's got to be like in in like the what the thirties or forties or for what for us. For what? For like American Dream, or for what? For what? For avoiding. What are you trying to get? I, I was out trying of to not for avoiding be, sickness. For avoiding pandemics, <laughs> Wait, I was literally trying to avoid pandemics. It's like in oh, my okay. mind, but then it came right. across my mind. But then like, there's like World War Two. There's Vietnam. <laughs> there's a lot of other ways to die. I know, but I'd probably still be fat, and I wouldn't be able to go to war. <laughs> all right, all right. So you're coming back exactly as yourself. Yeah, like I'm gonna be the same. So I probably can't go to war, but I was yeah. thinking like, 
like what if i had to choose a new time frame to be alive in then I, then it just my brain instantly went to you know then i could be in a different era of film <laughs> like, yes. like my, my first thought was <laughs> just the 70s films yeah right my That's first nice. thought was just like okay let's get away from the pandemics but then when is the filmmaking really good you know yes yeah, yeah. like because that'd be fun i'd always i always dream about like the fact you know like i always think about kevin smith or something like that and i'm like mm-hmm. we're not i'm not trying to talk about his movies but like back when he made clerks just the act of filming something was amazing and even farther back just the act of turning a camera on and and filming something on film and cutting it together that was a feat that most humans could never imagine right and we live in a time where you could i could make a movie tomorrow this is a movie this is this is a documentary (laughs) this is a documentary about you or me i right it's it's no longer it's it's so easy yeah like just to time travel back to when capturing image was impressive Mm -hmm. i think i would feel more motivated motivated to do it (laughs) Hmm. okay do you understand what i mean like when it was more rare when it was hard when it was rare when making a film was something that uh every human being on the planet couldn't do with the thing in their pocket right yeah i can see that i definitely love the way 70s films look that's my decade Mm-hmm. uh it's the best so it's the best to film have been like to be like 20 in 1971 or two and making films would have been pretty good right i would choose the 70s probably for music too like the late 70s really you know to be like 20 and like 77 in new york or la or london what's your That's second favorite decade? i know you love the 70s well, what's your second fave Pro- i mean probably the 80s you know, because okay. I love action movies and stuff. Okay. Um, but I also love film noir and I love Hitchcock and all, you know, like, so it's kind of hard to say, but probably the 80s has more bang for my buck. <laughs> okay. I see. I did. Now, this is this is cool because this surprises me. Like, we don't, we talk about movies a lot, but I feel like we're always talking indie movies. We're never talking like popular, right. popular shit. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know that you liked 80s that much. Like, that. okay. Like, I knew 70s I was love- your deal, but. Yes. Well, yeah, certainly I love Giallo movies and I love like all the weird Bava. Like people, yeah, yeah Bava is my favorite. Mm. But like people, I just feel like, especially especially those Italians, were just like, go make a movie. And it's like, <laughs> here's some money. And like, there's no other stipulations. Just have some pretty ladies in it and go make something weird. And they just all made something super artistic. And I don't right. know if it's like, that's just like Italian culture coming through. It's like to be surrounded by art. But uh, all those movies are amazing. Um, but even like American movies at that time, like The Conversation mm. or something like, or like, you know, they're just super gritty movies or like, um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but yeah, the 80s, like yeah. just for like, like, like kitchen nostalgia, like I love like Total Recall. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, you know, I love. I'm a huge like, short. I mean, I've got, I you can't like, see it, but I've got like stuff. three Schwarzenegger posters in this room alone. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, there's Robocop, but. Yeah, I'm a huge Schwarzenegger like fan. Alien. You know, like all like the yeah, sci-fi yeah. that came out in the 80s. I love all that stuff. So. Well, Alien's yeah. 70s, but yeah, I mean, Alien's. Well, late, late. Late. I didn't You're see right. it in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Also, yeah, I can't see like, I know our tastes can diverge pretty heavily. But I was so happy the other day when you told me you love Face Off. I was like, yes. I don't know why. Whenever you say you love something like that, I'm like, fucking A. If Sophia likes it, then it's got to be great. It's, it's true cinema. It's true it's cinema. Like, no, so, yes. I love like just over the top shit. And I just think like that movie, like people give it so much shit. 
like as if it's not like an amazing feat of a film. <laughs> like, it's also fuck it's that. So fuck good. them. It's John Woo. Fuck you. You know it's what I mean? Beautiful. It's beautiful. Like awesome. the fucking doves and the church fluttering. <laughs> I don't know who came up with the face thing. I, it's either Travolta or Nick Cage, and they're both super weird, like in their own ways. So yeah. I could easily see like one of them did it, and then the other one was like, I'm gonna do that every time now. But it's so genius to have like a visual representation of who is in whose body you know body right. at that point the tech like the scene where they're switch- switching the faces like looks awesome for the time like i don't know why people hate that movie it's like they're do, both, do people hate that, I mean, who people hates that movie i don't know i feel like people give it shit for being like a trashy movie and like especially like it kind of goes back to like why i love nick cage so much it's mm-hmm. because like I think people get uncomfortable when when actors are like over the top yeah you know right. and it, but to me i'm like if I'm getting uncomfortable because they're over the top in like an exciting way, I'm like, wow, I'm being surprised. And like, I want to see how far this goes, you know? And so like, he always, even in shitty movies, he always like brings something to it and surprises me in some way. Uh, And that's what makes him a great actor to me. And it's not always the same. He's not always doing the same thing. He actually like thinks about his roles and does different shit in every movie. So I don't know. I think he's like one of the best actors. I think the people that trash Nick Cage in general, not just face off, but like in general, they seem to think that he's not aware of what he is doing. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, you ever ever see people shitting on him online or even, you know, however, he's not doing the same thing every time. No. And they think he's like unaware of it and he's just showing up and shitting out whatever. I'm like, like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I was like, no, he is, he is being extremely meticulous with this stuff. He is fully aware of what he's doing and who he is. Mm -hmm. If you've ever seen any interview with him, he's completely aware of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Rage cage and all that crap. (laughs) You there's know. an interview he did that's on youtube with like gq or something just like yep. breaking down his roles. so good it's incredible because mm-hmm. he'll be like oh i'm doing this scene in like the end of mandy i forget what it was like some kung fu movie or something but he's like oh i'm doing this smile from this movie at the end of mandy <laughs> and it's like he just equates or he's like i'm doing this thing from nosferatu and vampire's kiss and he just equates every choice to a movie he's seen and i like I love that about him that he is such like a movie buff and it's like so like and broke it down from the acting standpoint of like why this works or why he likes this performance and how he can bring it forward in his performances like I like actors that actually watch films and think about that stuff because often I meet actors who don't watch that many films (laughs) it was just like so odd to me because like I watch a lot of movies Um, one one of the things I love about him is I think he watches his own movies too like like i I whenever i'm whenever i'm watching like an interview with an actor and they're like oh i haven't watched my i never watched my stuff or anything like uh, like, adam driver (laughs) right adam driver wouldn't even let the late night shows show clips of his movie (laughs) (laughs) what just fucking chill out dude Uh, yeah i I like him as an actor but that is that's too much for me i'm like come on you gotta watch yourself how are you gonna get better exactly yeah exactly but i get the feeling that cage like i could totally see nick cage at home completely alone with like a whiskey in his hand and his probably weird ass theater watching his own movies and talking to himself during it you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah i can see that yeah yeah, like and he knows what he he gets it even no matter how lowbrow it is he seems to get what he's doing yeah and he's made fun of himself multiple times Mm -hmm. but what i like about like face off too is like I was going to say both of them were coming off like prestigious moments in their careers. 
Like John Travolta just came back to the world as not a joke <laughs> yeah. anymore with Pulp Fiction. Right. Exactly, and then that's yeah. the kind of stuff he was diving into. You know? But it's so well done. It's so like I mean, their performances the are good. I don't care what anyone's They're great. Says. Yeah. They're both great in it. And the movie yeah. is just like a technical feat. <laughs> so I just I don't understand the hate. <laughs> or even thinking it's not a great movie. Like why is like Die Hard considered a great action movie and face off isn't? You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't know. No, I you, consider... you, don't, you don't sense the hate of it. I feel like I sense a lot of face off. Like people, I like what you're saying. I think people just can't get behind the over the topness of their acting. And I think that's more, maybe... and then you've got John Woo where it's also over the top cinematography. It... So I don't know. <laughs> Could it be maybe that? I don't know. I I think most of my friends love face off. So yeah, I don't know if the people, the circles I run in have ever shit on face off that much, but I, yeah, I feel I've like seen, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen like online people shitting on it and right. stuff, you know, yeah. I mean, they shit on Nick Cage in general, just right. Even though I'm like, the dude was in raising Arizona. Fuck you. You know, like it doesn't, you know, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yes. He, what is your problem? Yeah, yeah. He did win an Oscar for acting. <laughs> <laughs> i mean does that mean that much maybe he broke no, through though you know it broke not, through, not like, to the, me the general not to you and me yeah, but the general consensus of yeah what is acting he broke through that barrier i would have given it to him for different movies than leaving Las right. Vegas, but you know i haven't seen that movie in so long i don't remember it well i give him an oscar for con air <laughs> there you go it's a good performance <laughs> It's yeah. I mean, that accent is is it's, it's a workout to watch, but I love it. Right. I can right. watch like I can watch '90s blockbusters like constantly. If I like, they're yeah. kind of my comfort zone. If I had one, mm-hmm. if I had a comfort food, you know, I guess obviously because that's how old we are. But right, sure. Yeah, that's our that's our time period. Is that yeah? <laughs> of like being a young teen watching. It's blockbuster. not not that I don't obviously love. 70s and 80s and i can watch that stuff constantly but i've to something the 90s i think it's that sweet spot in my life where it's like mm-hmm. i am completely wigging out about something I'm like okay <laughs> put on face off for like con air or armageddon even or something like really dumb and big mm-hmm. and it just it calms me down <laughs> i don't know why right yeah you know it's like funny like we had all those blockbusters and like some of them did launch series but like now I feel like all the blockbusters are superhero stuff and it gets so boring to me. Like yeah. that that's where the hundred million dollars is going and not to like Con Air or Armageddon or Independence Day. You know, like it's I, just like I really miss that type of thing. That type of disaster. Yeah. The, like some original I love disaster films. Something so falling down or catching on fire. I mean Even like, when they're just awful. Like I watched uh like a couple months ago I watched Twenty Twelve, which is a movie I don't like that much. Terrible, but, but I enjoy so watching I. it. <laughs> Exactly. Right. I like, hate John Cusack, but it's okay. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That I'll give that movie some credit because that has something that truly scares me, which is like the ground literally falling out from under us. I was like, as you're driving away, no matter how dumb that whole scene is, I'm like, that is yeah. terrifying to think about. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, like I, I kind of, I kind of love disaster movies, and they're gone. Like they're, they're all. Yeah. Well, because now we're in the actual disaster that they were warning us about. <laughs> Yeah, you're so right. like why you're would right. you make that movie like right. oh like we'll make the ocean look like it's on fire like you don't need to do that it is on fire just go film that <laughs> and 
put it on the news. <laughs> like, oh, Canada's on fire. That's not a movie anymore. You know, yeah, it was the, was it on the, fire. The ocean was on fire last week or something. Yeah, right? literally yeah, like, the ocean. It's and not they funny. had like three. They had three boats. I mean, the memes were funny. Yeah. But three boats like throwing water on the ocean fire. Like, I'm like, it's just gonna burn up. Like, there's nothing. Like, how did we get here? Where the, the oceans are? On exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Things are so bad. Water is on fire. Water All right. Is on fire. I guess in yeah. that and at that point, no, no CEO in Hollywood's gonna greenlight a disaster movie because it's like they, these people don't exactly. want this. I guess no. What do we want people to save us from this hell? I guess that's <laughs> that's the notion. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. You know, we're all going down with the ship. I'm trying to think. The, the only thing I can think comparable to disaster movies is like Godzilla movies. I guess that have come out. Yeah. I'm trying to think that I can't. Yeah, think of I guess or like yeah. Pacific Rim or like yeah, the Godzilla movies. Which even then, it's like think, they, yeah. the disasters have gotten to the point where they're just silly. They're because we don't right. want to deal with anything real. <laughs> even though Godzilla exactly. movies are old but exactly i feel like the last like big disaster movie was like the tom cruise one like was it like, war of the worlds war of the worlds yeah yeah because i feel like but a that's, lot that's of like, stuff, like that's like 2010 or 2012 yeah it's a while ago yeah that's like a decade ago so it, we have they kind of went away after that i think they kind of went away after 2012 right yeah yeah maybe i'm trying to think it's kind of true yeah well yeah, Tom Cruise. It's okay. First of all, this is 2005. Look oh at my our brains. God, That's are you serious? Time ago. Yeah. Holy I was shit. Like, oh, I should know the year one? of that. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like like a bunch of stuff like caught on ice. <laughs> That's not an expression, but a bunch <laughs> of stuff like got really icy and broke in that movie. I thought that was cool. Wasn't there? Yeah, that was the day after tomorrow was also the ice one was the, was the one where they're running from oh, global is, warming. Is that what I'm thinking of? You're thinking maybe of the day after that. tomorrow. Yeah. That, that yeah. was the one where they're running from global warming and it had all those really bad CGI wolves in it. Oh, really fast. Yeah, that was the, that was <laughs> that another... was the year before. So that's probably why I have them both in my head together. Yeah. Like the same time period. That's that yeah. th like if I'm going to miss anything about movie theaters, not that they're gone and they will, I haven't been back yet, but that's the Maybe. kind of thing. Like I know we can all shit on all these big movies all we want, but I think to some degree it is like life experience. Like I'm, yes. I, I miss, um, uh, you know, the crowded theater watching something stupid like that to me, it's a, it, it, that had the value in it. I miss that. I, that's, yeah. that's the one thing. Yeah, about the group experience talking to your friends afterwards. It's like, it is part of like a shared experience. Right, and that's yeah. something that you like. I do. love Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I just would I watch love it that. if I watched it by myself, like no, in no. my house. Maybe not, you know. But I saw it in 3D with a bunch of my friends, and bats were flying at my head, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie's cool." <laughs> so I don't want to go back and revisit that. I'm not Stephen. If you're listening, I'm not going to watch it for the whole time. <laughs> Because yeah. in my mind, it was such a great experience. Right, right. You know, <laughs> I, I have watched it within the last year, so yeah, I can it, tell you. Well, no, it it's satisfying? not. It makes me, it's not that it's not satisfying. It makes no fucking sense. Like the yeah. movie doesn't make any sense, but it does have the most hilarious moment ever, which is you like it. Obviously, was an editing thing where they were like, "How do we give Abraham Lincoln enough power to fight vampires?" Where it's like they they think they were going to give him a reason, like he was going to be like a blade type thing, where he was like half vampire. No, in the end, they just settled on the power of truth 
it enables right. him to like chop a tree down with one hit and that was it it was just he has to believe in it <laughs> and then that's how he has the power to fight the fight vampires it makes no sense uh, i like that I director the though the st- what else did he do uh he did the night watch trilogy he was the Tamur Bekmambatov. Oh wait, the the Russian movies. The Russian movies, yeah. He he. Oh, did, I fucking he, love those movies. Uh, do you, you like uh, Wanted, right? You're the big Angelina yes. Jolie fan. Well, yeah, obviously it's one of the only tolerable Angelina Jolie movies, <laughs> so obviously I like it. <laughs> wait, what's what's another tolerable one? What's something else you like? Okay, about? well, I love her in like the, some of the '90s stuff, like Foxfire mm-hmm. or Gia or uh... Hackers. Oh yeah, hackers. I forgot. I was like, there's another one I really yeah. liked. I mean, there's some. There's also some shitty '90s ones in there. There's like one called like Hell's Kitchen that was terrible. The Bone Collector is like kind of awful. You uh, know, like yeah, <laughs> definitely some terrible ones. What about class? The first two class... Raider is pretty fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like both. I like them. They're fun. The one where she punches a shark. Yeah. yeah. What about um class of 1999? Right. She's not in that. She's not in that. What am I thinking of then? I don't think so. Or Cyborg 2. I'm thinking of Cyborg 2. Sorry. Oh. I don't know how I... I did, I did like Cyborg 2 at the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know how I feel about it now. But Exactly. <laughs> like, I just remember there were a lot of weird penis jokes. Like, like with... Who was the other guy in Cyborg 2? Isn't like, her father uh, in it? Isn't John Voight in Cyborg 2? He might be. But there was, like, a main guy that's, like, a Tommy Lee Jones kind of guy. Oh, I thought see. it was John Voight. Uh, no, I don't think he's like the main person with her. So I'm getting the sense that even though you're a Jack huge... Palance. Jack Palance, right. Uh, Curly. <laughs> Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Curly. I always call him Curly. Uh, I'm getting yeah, this... It was, that was a weird movie. Okay. I'm getting the sense that you love Angelina Jolie, but maybe her more prestigious years you're not as into. Like when she got more what? Oscar what heavy. Is... I was like, what did she do that was... Pre... Okay, she did like a really racist movie... <laughs> where she played a black woman what? <laughs> a wife of a yeah what <laughs> so i can't like that movie mighty heart it was about like uh it was a true story about the wife of like one of the journalists that was killed in afghanistan what terrible movie yes how do i not know about movie. that okay <laughs> it's called a mighty heart but basically she has like an afro and she's playing like a black woman and it's like it's so <laughs> wrong and bad wait 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 um, is she wearing black face no she's she's, okay i mean because she's like she kind of has like a a pigment a little bit like (laughs) but not in a in a a true sense and the person might be like a mixed a person but like definitely it's a black woman you know that she's playing and it's a real person so like you can look at her and look at the photo and be like why is this happening (laughs) um yeah so there's that movie like what oh mr mrs smith is good that's okay. I, uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. two of them, it's hard not to, you could stare at the two of them. It's easy, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, like, oh, yeah, Salt was actually pretty good, because that was supposed to be a Tom Cruise movie. And so it was just, actually, like, okay. And they just gave it to her instead. Yeah, they, they didn't really change it much, I don't I, I haven't seen it, but I've, I've heard it's okay. Yeah, Salt's okay. Yeah. I mean, she kind of, was... she kind of moved away from genre a little bit for a few years. Like, she got really serious and, yeah, with, you know. Yeah, she was, she was doing all those action movies for a minute, and that's always fun. Yeah, like the I, tourist was kind of garbage, but it was also kind of fun. And it was like right before Johnny Depp became unwatchable. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's done like any movie that like I'm like this is a great movie. Ever? Yeah, no. Like really? that's actually like 
like what you're saying like prestigious and like is actually like just a good movie no oh i'd have to go through the the whole list i mean i obviously <laughs> well, love a lot of stuff he's done so yeah well, like yeah. girl interrupted was like a prestige movie i think you know she got an oscar for that but like i don't like that movie that much i'm okay on it i i don't yeah, i don't want to watch it, it again okay. yeah no. i don't want to watch it again it's a lot yeah. of 90s damage in that movie i feel like <laughs> I mean, I, I've always been sort of lukewarm on Jolie, but I like her when I, you know, when she's when she's having fun. I think, but I've never watched yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of her more like Oscar bait stuff. That's never. Mm. I don't. I don't like Oscar bait stuff. Really, I don't know. Drama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I really gravitate. I just, yeah. I don't think she's done a ton of Oscar bait though. It's like just a bunch of bunch of garbage mostly. Really. <laughs> Like Alexander and Beowulf, those are just like garbagey big blockbuster movies. I did like Beowulf, but it was okay. It's okay. It, it's, like, it's cool looking. Was but... it Crispin Glover? Was he the monster in Beowulf? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was the first yes. time he worked with Zemeckis since all the stuff went down with Back to the Future Two. When yes. he when he when he sued them because of image rights and everything, so right. that was like a big deal. Yeah, that movie is okay. It's fine. I'm not like I'm not sitting here to die on a hill for Beowulf. <laughs> I love the score. How's that? I love the score. I'll, I'll die. On, I'll die on that. I finally I made Michael order me the Blu-ray to Angelina Jolie directed her own like '70s style divorce movie with Brad Pitt <laughs> called <laughs> By the Sea, and it just came this week. So I'm gonna watch that. But that's like one of the only ones. I mean, besides like I haven't watched like Kung Fu Panda, but like <laughs> that's like one of the only movies I haven't seen of hers. You know, uh, so the Kung excited. Fu Panda trilogy, I gotta say, is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you'd like it. But I don't. It's... I don't watch children's movies a lot because I don't like kids. <laughs> And I don't like things for kids. <laughs> so like and I don't anything... have I don't I don't have like childhood nostalgia. So I don't know. I just don't like it. Right. No, I got same you. with like same with like high school movies and like sorority movies, like college movies, like all that I just it has to be really good for me to, to like So are it. you saying you didn't like Goldies three? <laughs> Goldies go to college? Come on. <laughs> so like you're so it's you just want you'd lo just like movies about adults <laughs> and their adult problems and dealing with horrible like, <laughs> nihilism or aliens or <laughs> yeah like i don't like realistic movies about adults <laughs> yeah as i get older too uh, there's a there's a director i love and i'm blanking on his name but uh he did for, uh, for anyone listening to the audio version uh fuck. Sophia's constantly Googling things. <laughs> I'm constantly Googling things. Because my brain, my brain doesn't work that good. <laughs> That's fine. Mine, mine's been mush for about a year, so it's okay. Usually, like, usually I have Michael around, and his brain works slightly better than mine. I can be like, and I'll, I'll like, very vaguely just, like, just, like, just that description, he would probably know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, And also, uh, Michael... Michael's the guy who's like you talk about anything and he brings up like five links instantly, you know, in, in the chat. Yes. He's like, here, here's yes. like six things that, and you're like, what were, were you doing this whole time? Were you waiting at the gun, like to, to just push the button on this stuff? No, sorry, yeah, God, no. what were you, what were you saying? Like that. No, I love Peter Strickland, this director. He's like oh, okay. UK Belgium director, mm -hmm. but uh, his movies always have older women in them, and they're like very like fantastical. He obviously loves Giallo movies, mm -hmm. but um. What's the name of the butterfly one? Hold on. Because he did Barbarian Sound Studio, but 
the duke of burgundy that's the movie the duke of burgundy and then his most recent one was in fabric which is like it's good i feel like it it did some weird narrative things that kind of threw me off i do need to see it again but the duke of burgundy and in fabric like the women are like in their 40s and 50s and i love that so much or like kate blanchett's work now like just yeah. like let the women look like older women and they're still Please. super beautiful because they started off beautiful and so like just allow them to have some wrinkles and give them some interesting roles because like that is what i respond to now like i don't need to watch a movie about a 20 year old girl anymore like right right i don't care like those problems are <laughs> feel like 100 years ago you know <laughs> like i'd rather have some weird fucked up shit with the dress happen to a woman who's 50 you know <laughs> much more interesting to me absolutely no i mean like i okay i like movies about kids so i can't really see eye to eye with you there but also like a thousand percent please let people be old like i really Mm -hmm. like half the time i'll watch a movie and this goes for men too i'll watch a movie that stars like a younger attractive actor and i'm like if this was just a 50 year old man instead of a 25 year old boy i would like this movie it's just, yeah. an, it annoys me that it's a young person, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, sometimes it doesn't even fit, like, the story they're trying to tell, right. you know? Right. They're, they're, or, or it's, like, a 56-year-old guy with, like, a 20- or 30-year-old wife, and I'm like, wow, eh. just cast an older woman. Yeah. Like, just let there them shouldn't be, old. be a 30-, yeah. 40-year age gap in your actors if they're married. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, just let them be old. too much. I, yeah. also, I also don't, I don't think that, I think that's, like, an old Hollywood ideal. Like, people it think is, yeah. old people are hot. I'm sorry, like not to be just to be blunt, like old people no. can be hot. I, yeah, no, I don't mean like men and women, but I feel like men and women, men yeah, allowed to be like a silver fox and whatever, right, and like right. people still find that sexy, but like it's less so with women. How do I say it and not be in, creepy? In Hollywood. I, I'm like, how do I say this and not be creepy? Older women are hot to me. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I mean. Kate Blanchett's gonna be hot for the next 30, 40 years. That's just the truth. Helen Mirren. <laughs> Helen Mirren's she's still hot. oh my gosh, she's a babe. She's a total babe. <laughs> Even Sophia Loren, she's like 80 now and she still looks good. Like, you know, yeah, Jane I mean, Fonda looks amazing. Like Jane, she's uh 82. She's had a lot of work done, but she's still it's good. She had a good surgeon. Hey. <laughs> me and you are both I don't knock it. I hey, don't knock it. We're both big uh, Grace and Frankie fans, right? Yeah. So yeah. Jane Fonda totally agree. <laughs> 100 <laughs> like not that i'm watching grace and frankie to be like hey yeah you know but yeah even though i, I feel like that that's a great show for showing that older women have personalities and like yeah. still have a function in society you know because like i feel like often it's like the roles are like either crazy grandma which i do enjoy mm-hmm. like some roles like that like mars attacks or something like the crazy grandma that like actually knows something is kind of fun like but Adam's like there's a whole yeah there's like a whole dearth though between like 40 and 70 where like women are allowed to be cool or have like something going on in their lives besides being like mom wife you know like and associated with the man that they're with that's why i love that show is uh lily tomlin is like it's rare that i get to watch a show as as a uh, late 30s white male and i'm like i watch a show where i want to hang out with like a woman in her late seventies. I mean, yeah, not that I wouldn't hide and go to Del Taco. <laughs> yeah, not that I wouldn't. Not that I wouldn't want to hang out with Lily Tomlin. Ever, always, I've always wanted to hang yeah. out with Lily Tomlin. But it's just like she's so cool in that show. 
That's mm-hmm. it's a rarity. When do you? I mean, Golden Girls, I guess, was the last time that happened. I don't know. <laughs> right, just go hang out. Right. The thing that blows my mind is like the youngest Golden Girl at that time was like maybe fifty, maybe not even fifty. Like yeah. when they started the show. Yeah, and it's like I mean, I was a little kid watching that show. Right, but I thought they were like eighty. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like they probably were kind of portrayed, or like maybe like 65, 70 to eighty. Like so, it was probably the eighty. The premise of the show. The, is, the premise. The show is saying they're like all in their 60s or 70s or 80s. They're retired. Yeah, retired. It wasn't 50s. Widowed. Yeah, definitely did not seem that way. And yet they were like 48. (laughs) You could also (laughs) you could also argue, though, that like the Golden Girls portraying it that way was a product of its time. Like we we would throw people away at a younger age. Like you're you're not sexually viable anymore. So now you can star in a sitcom about right. you know a bunch of old people <laughs> even though you're yeah. only like 55 and now 55 is like you know, it's not it's nothing it shouldn't be yeah, yeah. i mean grace yeah. and frankie they're, they're they're fucking all the time they are right i mean lily tomlin's <laughs> she's dating ernie hudson and, and what's the other guy peter gallagher right is uh yeah i love him yeah yeah jane fonda's boyfriend yeah and sam and sam Wooderson and uh sheen they're you know they're yep. they're not they're not spring chickens anymore but they're still handsome they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. They're not your type. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> what about Ernie I Hudson? Like, Come on. Ernie I Hudson. like that they have um, a gay. Yeah, Ernie Hudson's hot. Yeah. Uh, they, I like that they have like a gay relationship. I don't know that they are terribly believable as a gay couple. But I love but I love their stuff so much. I love. Just, I do. I like adorable. their relationship. Yeah. But like them as actors, I don't quite believe it, you know, but I actually I, just, I, I like that they try. <laughs> I like everyone on that show, honestly, like I kind of because it's such a chill yeah. show, you know, what is a Yeah, I, it's kind of like a Shit's Creek where like nothing too terrible is going to happen. So like you can just feel comfy watching it, you know, and like and you can like I like all the kids, you know, like I like all their little side stories. Like it's just like you know you can be comfortable <laughs> i i am such a huge fan of june uh diane raphael or i think that's her name the uh i think she's jane fonda's daughter oh yeah yeah yeah. Jane oh, fonda. yeah the one that like, owns yeah Dude, i mean all her outfits i want all of her blazers not only is she gorgeous she's funny as hell i just love yeah yeah she, she, i'm such a big fan i wish if we didn't live on opposite sides of the country i would come over and watch these shows with you because i know michael hates them yeah oh yeah michael doesn't watch any of this shit <laughs> he hates- and grace and frankie literally the last time because i know there's a new season coming out but we don't have netflix and this comes up a lot i know <laughs> but the last time a new season came out i was shooting something up in portland and our airbnb had netflix and i binged it all overnight before having to shoot the next day because i'm like this is my chance to watch grace and frankie <laughs> so yeah it's a How problem did- yeah and i watched Ships creek in the pandemic by myself how, like I, I know we're not trying to talk about Mike here, but yeah, how the hell? Yeah. Who ha- who the hell doesn't like Shit's Creek? Come on, who the hell he doesn't he like Shit's Creek? He refused to do it. He refused to do it. And it's funny because he likes like classic sitcoms. Like yeah. we watched all of Three's Company and we watched all of Mary Tyler Moore Show and The Golden Girls and like so he likes those shows. But I could not get him on board with Shit's Creek, even though I feel like that is the closest to one of those shows that we've had in a long time. I mean, it's it seems right up his alley too. I, whatever, I don't know. I, you know. He's a mystery. He's a mystery, man. I can't. <laughs> and I, I'm a huge. I'm like a huge fan of sitcoms. Like they're they are, mm. like the older I get, 
like as much as we talk about filmmaking and everything, the older I get, I'm like, I almost wish I just got into television somehow. Like I watch a lot of sitcoms. My letterbox never gets updated. It's not because I'm not watching movies. It's because I just have right. one sitcoms in the background all day. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. And I'm kind of like, why didn't I ever try to do this? <laughs> why didn't this ever come up as a viable creative option? You know? Cause you got to go to Toronto or New York or LA. And join yeah. The uh, yeah. <laughs> and you got to like bust your ass writing constant scripts. Like, Oh yeah. Being a sitcom writer is probably not easy. Yeah. Right. No. But yeah, no, I like I kind of have a new love affair in my older age with sitcoms. I don't know. If, yeah. Maybe I'm just getting old and I have no taste anymore. That could be also <laughs> it. No, like I was saying, there is something like bite-sized comforting about them. And it's yeah. like and I feel like the benefit of like long form shows like that is like you feel like they're your friends and you're invested in their life and like you know, there's something to that. Like I feel that with like Star Trek. Like I feel Same. like I'm invested in their lives because they're my friends. Um, you, and when you have a hundred episodes of something, it's easy to like work that into your routine yeah. and your life. And I think, yeah. um, did you ever hear like as far as like audience how how it construes in, in like reality into the actual person watching? Like, did you ever hear like Rob Williams talk about how no like it was not even a contest when he would walk down the street, he would still like even when he was older get mork stuff really? and how much people love mork and he said it's yeah. like no matter how many movies i do it doesn't matter right. because in and the end when you're there. in people's living rooms every week it mm -hmm. means something to them beyond what a movie can do it's like you, yeah you, like it, the family sits down you're part of their home you're in their house mm -hmm. it meant something i agree you know and that, that like it makes a lot of sense now you know i don't i don't know if i'm it that does. guy to, to make that kind of thing but like for me as a as a viewer i'm like oh that's why this stuff is comforting because it makes it reminds me you know the bite-sized story that everything's okay in half an hour <laughs> right and you nothing know? like and they get up to hijinks but nothing like too terrible ever happens right <laughs> where it's right. Like, gonna be emotionally super hard that's why like i was i liked out now because like sometimes i love a british period drama right right I, there's like a horrible rape episode and I'm like eating my dinner, like watching Downton Abbey, which should be a safe show. Right, right. And there's like a fucking rape scene. And yeah. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, I'm just <laughs> trying to enjoy myself. Like, get this out of here. And I stopped watching it for a long time. And I think I even tweeted at the guy. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Was um, that, was I, I was really mad. I, I never, yeah. I've never watched it. Was that like their very special episode? Like, <laughs> I never watched Downton Abbey, but. <laughs> um no you know, it was just they went on a weird story tangent with one of the maids like having like and then they had to deal with it for like two more seasons it was so obnoxious i wouldn't i mean unless you like like weird dramas i wouldn't really recommend the show but it is interesting from a class standpoint because like it's like upstairs it's like the upstairs downstairs show yeah, it's yeah. like you know you got the servants and what they're up to and then like the totally oblivious people upstairs so, that, on, know, on the same token and there are problems like this is not even close to being liked out in Abbey, but I stopped watching Walking Dead after they did like their lots of rape season. Mm. They had a season. I, where, I think yeah, it was the. I never watched Walking Dead. There was a season where there was like an evil guy controlling a town that was secluded, and you know, and then he he had there's like a sex you know sex power thing, and I was like, mm. all right, <laughs> I was like, now yeah. we're not. Now we're not doing zombies. I, I get that it's about the humans and they're the ultimate evil, but I was like, now it's not. It's not. I can't chill to this anymore exactly yeah, yeah it's not like, relaxing anymore yeah. right right like i get it and if it was a movie maybe it could work if handled right but because mm -hmm. you get you're you're in and out in 90 minutes and it's just it's contained right. thing but 
Now nah, you yeah. made the whole thing like this. <laughs> yeah. These characters. Yeah. Freak. Yeah. Now the characters are carrying with them the end of the world and they've been raped and I don't. And trauma. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, like sitcoms used to have the, you know, like different strokes had like the molestation episode, but the rest mm. of the show wasn't about the boys being. Right. They get it over in they 20 get, minutes. Yeah. I think Golden Girls even had like a. Didn't they have one that was like Blanche had something? I I remember yeah, something happening, but it wasn't the show. It didn't that. turn into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, that's the thing with Don Abbey. They really had to deal with it for many seasons to the point where like eventually her husband kills the rapist. Like, because he like she kept it a secret from him, but he found out and like goes to jail. Like, it's just like it was so outrageous. Like, right. <laughs> and they kept bringing it up. And it was like, oh, the show. If you ever. I know that you haven't, but if do you do you remember the show The Slap? That sounds no. like that. It's like I never watched it myself, but it was a TV show where the first episode was about the guy who played um he played Spock in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, and he's uh, it's him so? slapping a child in a, in a neighborhood because they get into okay. some kind of like argument, and he slaps the kid, and the entire show is about the fallout. From him from slapping, slapping the child. that's almost fascinating. Like, like, that almost it got canceled. Like, like on paper, it sounds interesting. <laughs> it got canceled so quick. I'm sure. Who greenlit that? When it was called the slap, that was the name of the show, and it was just about a kid getting slapped once. <laughs> that is. Oh my god, the poster for it. <laughs> It's like a sad mom holding the crying child. <laughs> right. It's just like, wow. The entire show was dealing with one of those depressing inf- incidents, is what I was. It's like, how do you make crazy... season two of that? What is it's a crazy two? cast? Yeah, what does he do in season two? A shooter kid? Yeah, it's like Uma Thurman and Sandy Newton. Like, how did they get these people into this show? I don't know. Part of me kind of wants to watch it to see how the hell they. <laughs> how do you why is that not half an hour long like why oh my god like okay this is like a perfect example of what you were saying before it sounds like it could just be a 90 minute movie and maybe it would be interesting you know because like the description is like a once happy family begins to fall apart following a seemingly minor incident in which a man slaps the couple's misbehaving child like maybe that could be like a weird oscar bait movie or a lifetime movie. Uh, that's a lifetime movie. yeah lifetime yeah yeah, yeah. But, but to be a series like multiple <laughs> like hours hours eight eight hours of this right like like you're gonna like you're like it ends you're like all right i can't wait to see what happens next week when they continue dealing with the slap <laughs> continue talking about this yeah that's not, i mean it's not comparable to like a rape episode of a tv show but i mean it's like taking one incident and the whole show, the premise, is the incident. Yeah. And then you're right. like, what do you do after they just move on? These characters exactly. eventually are going to be like, people can't be victims forever. You got to keep writing them past right. that, right? Yeah. He's got to go to school next year. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then somebody's like, you were slapped. And he's like, I don't care anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't give a crap. <laughs> I don't know why I it brought is- that up. It's just the thing you said about Downton Abbey reminded me of that. <laughs> I guess I yeah. guess I, I walk away wanting to watch Handmaid's Tale and not Downton Abbey now, just because it sounds more yeah. interesting at least. The grandma on Downton Abbey is like the best part of it. Um, what's her name? Does that take place in modern day? I know that's a stupid question. No, I it's don't like know. the late. It's like they get up to like the Titanic 
sailing, you know, like it's like the late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. I'm not sure when the Titanic sailed. It's like the 20s. I think they like it goes over many decades. So I think it starts off like 1890 or something. Okay. Maybe, maybe 1900, somewhere around there. That's how little um, I know about Downton Abbey. Yeah. I've seen sketches about it and that's about it. Right. Maggie well, Smith. That's who I'm talking about. Who is a treasure. Was Mike watching this with you? No, Maggie Smith is a treasure. Not. Of course not. <laughs> the only show Michael watches with me presently is Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> well, it's a good show. It's okay. It's no Columbo, <laughs> but it's okay. Is that technically your favorite show? Uh, no, I don't know. It's up there. I enjoyed it. it. Okay, if you had a favorite show, what would it be? Could you even, you even uh, have an answer? I feel like I would have to put like a lot of Star Trek first all right give me give me your top three star trek uh well tng tos and voyager okay but i do like the new star treks i like discovery and i like picard well picard like we'll see where it goes it has good things um so yeah so like all the star treks i do like colombo i don't know i like dinosaurs oh really (laughs) bring it back to the 90s Holy shit, Michael I love likes dinosaurs. dinosaurs too. I am yeah. such a big fan of dinosaurs. Yeah. Especially Yeah, there's... Columbo's up there. Okay. Oh yeah, the prisoner. Of course I had a rock band dedicated to the prisoner. That's right. <laughs> Anyone listening to this, they Twin gotta watch Peaks, your your, your, your oh, music video, your prisoner music video. It's so good. Yeah. You guys thanks. made that music what, what was it? What's it called? It's called Arrival. Mm-hmm. So the band was called Do Not Forsake Me and My Darling, and the music video is called Arrival. And basically, like, the entire setup for The Prisoner happens in the opening sequence to the show. So you get two minutes of backstory, and then you're dropped, and you know as little as he does about what has happened to him. And so I, I thought that was, like, a really cool way to set up a show. And since it was, like, two minutes long, it worked out well for, the song. for music video length. Yeah. yeah. And so then, like, when we did it, we realized it was, like, 75 shots, like, all around 1967 London. You know, like, it was, like, actually a much bigger feat than it was in my mind. So it took a really long time to make. <laughs> but it is a shot-for-shot shot music video of it. It looks. I the, the lead, yeah. It looks so good. Yeah. That was one of the that first was, things you guys sent me that you had made. I was, yeah. kinda, I was like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't be talking to these people. They're like actual filmmakers. <laughs> well, for that, we had a director. This guy, Ted Cormie, was like a oh, music okay. director around Boston. And so like that was like before we really... Michael's band uh, called The Motion Sick did a pretty extensive music video for a song of theirs called 30 <laughs> Lives. Mm-hmm. And then we like did that video for my band. And so between those two videos, I felt like I learned enough to like be stupid enough to go do my own work, you know, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so I did like very much harass everybody and followed everybody around and like got my hands on everything that I could for both of those videos. Um, so, yeah, off, so you can blame though. that. You can blame that for me doing doing stuff. It was in Time Magazine. It was? I mean, yeah. Well, no. Okay. Not in print. <laughs> i was about to be so i was about to be so impressed i was gonna be so impressed not impressed. that's like Some... a, that's like an imdb credit type of thing you know like yeah we were in time magazine online <laughs> not in print yeah uh no some guy did like his like top short content of the year that year and he mm-hmm. put it on his top list 
but they didn't have that many top lists, like maybe 10 or 20. <laughs> I'm, year, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, Sophia, I am impressed. I don't care if it's the online version. I am impressed. You know? <laughs> right, I, I wasn't, I, it's just funny how you said not the print version. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like a... I didn't want to imply I was that famous. <laughs> I'm only online famous. That's fine. That's all there is left. There's nothing else. It's true. It's true. You have know? you ever have like when was the last time you picked up a Todd magazine? Like 1998. Like I don't know. Like literally, like, like with my hands time. or purchased. I've never <laughs> to purchased read. I, to read at the even at a doc doctor's office. The doctor's office. Do they still have magazines at doctor's office? Sure. I mean, probably not now. No one wants to touch anything. Right. No, but yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah. last time I picked one up was the dentist or doctor's office. It, I've never like yeah. gone to a store and been like, oh, Time Magazine. Yeah, Let me magazine. see the top music to videos. Yeah. <laughs> what were the top videos this year? Right. right. Um, I used to read it in high school. I, I was like, I read a lot of news. I loved reading news in high school. So I used to read like Time and New York Times. You know why? Because I didn't really have the internet. Right, right. <laughs> Just, now I'm you're like, old. Now you now you've admitted you're old. Yeah. No, I just like doom scroll yeah. some like headlines and I feel like I know that the ocean's on fire and I feel informed. <laughs> but back then I used to read like actual physical newspapers I would take from school and read them. Well, let me ask you this. What publication would you being printed in or online spoke about which would make you feel like you've accomplished a life goal or made it in some way? Is there even one? Is I is there any more? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe Rolling Stone? Like I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about, like, yeah. at growing up and you started doing creative stuff and, like... Yeah, I guess probably Rolling Stone. Okay. Michael was in Spin, so I can't say Spin. <laughs> you can say Spin. <laughs> but I used to get Spin and Rolling Stone delivered. And to me, because, like, like I said, we didn't have internet. That was, like, between that and the college radio station, I could just barely pick up in my bedroom. Mm hmm was like how I knew about bands. Right. Um, and so if you were in Rolling Stone, especially you were, you made it. Right. You probably were, were had a lot of money and like success. And but now if you're I know in spin, like come on people in spin. Spin was less though. Cause <laughs> they covered smaller bands. Yeah. Yeah. But I still read it and love spin. Yeah. Okay. What well, were, were you in spin with him or he just him? No. no. Oh, okay. Just Michael. I might be in the photo. He, Cause I was on the, does he ever bring it up? Record. Like it, when you guys are fighting, he's like, Hey, I'm the one who was in Spin. You know who I am? <laughs> Spin Magazine, 2011. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. No. No. But it is in his bio somewhere. <laughs> Award winning, as appeared in. <laughs> Weren't we? So, I don't know, it's just. It's a funny question because, like, we have been in some like major news outlets. Yeah, yeah. But like, it doesn't mean, and it doesn't actually mean what we grew up thinking it meant—that you right. are successful and you have a career and you like make money in right. any way. Because <laughs> what I've learned is like none of that is true. <laughs> I like for me, this is this sounds so much more pathetic. So, and now it's even worse. So please excuse me, but you'll get a laugh out of this. For me, I I read "Ain't It Cool News." <laughs> for oh, like 15 yeah. years right yeah. like i was one of those guys that read ain't it cool news i was young you know mm -hmm. and then i got then they featured my short one day yeah. and that was like the biggest day of my life and then it happened three more times and by the th and by the second time i was like maybe this isn't that big of a deal <laughs> you right. know? and then yeah. of course you know then it all fell apart when harry was like yeah outed as an abuser of course yeah, right yeah, yeah. that all happened but 
that was that's how small my life goal was where it was like the beat and ain't a cool and then yeah. it, it all fell apart but it probably felt further away until you were in it you know and then it's like oh this doesn't actually that, mean that much like right, it's cool it's right. awesome to be covered and like but then at, at the end of the day what does it actually mean and then you kind of realize like, like the people reading it don't care who you are and they yeah, won't. and they don't retain it. They don't retain it. You know, it, they won't so. click the link to go look at the thing. They'll just right. be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Maybe. You know, I, right. like, until you're covered, like, 800 more times in every other publication. Like, it's a droplet in the ether. And then it's like you're, you know, do you ask yourself, like, then what am I doing this for? Because if, if you make art, to some degree, <laughs> tell me if I'm not being arrogant here, you make art to have some piece of you be immortal. And, for sure it's the legacy it's the yeah. legacy because you know i yeah. mean i'm not a person that's ever that's looking to have kids i'm not leaving that mm-hmm. i'm not leaving my seed my dna for the world right yeah so i'm leaving that and then it's like nothing you know like when something like that happens where you get in a publication you realize nobody cares you're like god so what do i have to do to be have a legacy yeah. <laughs> like, right well, the thing that yeah. drives me crazy is like if you start researching like archivists' worries about media, mm-hmm. like because like so like if you try to find like I was in like a bunch of Boston newspapers all the time for my bands, but you can't find evidence of that other than like screenshots I might have on my personal website because right. like you can't look it up. They just they take those links down and they're gone, yeah, you yeah. know, or like I guess maybe they hold on to <laughs> microfiche, but like so much of the internet and early internet is just gone. And so like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, my Facebook page will be my legacy, but you know what? My space fucking deleted me. <laughs> it's like, you know, Facebook someday might just delete all the dead profiles, you know? And so it's like, there's like a lot of worry about that. And there was worry about that with like records and film because it degrades like the physical right, right. drives, you know, like they don't last that long. So it's like, you feel like, oh, it's digital. It's going to be there forever for somebody to care about a thousand years from now. It's not. But it actually might not be. You know, there might not be much evidence of us, especially if it's all online and it somehow get it gets degraded or it's whatever. You know. Well, I the no, I, I the ocean fell. It's I really scary. As you know from a movie we made together with some other people we know, I'm a YouTube guy. I've always been mm-hmm. centered on that, no matter how non-successful I've been with it. And I always think about like I've really kind of that's where you that's where all my stuff is and that's where it's all yeah. gonna lay. And I'm like, but one day YouTube could easily either delete my account for some reason that I can't yeah. control, or their servers just crash <laughs> and right. lose everything. Yeah. And then it, what? Where is my stuff ever gonna live? I don't have another place to put it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Especially if this happens a hundred years after you die. <laughs> Right. You know, like they just delete everything from 2012. <laughs> yeah, they just like, hey, everything like 50 years ago and back is gone. So it's it doesn't, gone. It's gone. So but that's it like matter. part of the problem with depending on corporations to have yeah. any of your interests in their own interests. It just doesn't happen. As like, you know, and we, like filmmakers complain about Amazon a lot because for like a hot minute we had like blood of the tribes on Amazon and it was making like a couple grand a month, you that's, know, for like a few months. But that's pretty, <laughs> that was amazing. That's fucking awesome though. That, like that, but that, that six months later, they cut the rates and suddenly they're making $10 a month. And then they're like, Oh, but actually maybe we shouldn't have any indie movies. And so they just delete it and they've taken away that stream because they're a corporation and they can just decide right. like, we don't need you. You're like, it, it was like more when they're setting up their own channel, but now they make their own content. It's kind of like Netflix. They used to buy indie movies, but now they make their own content. And it's like, 
they use us and they use artists to set up their outlets and to like use our content for like almost nothing. And then the minute they don't need us, we're gone <laughs> out the door. And there's no like, I don't want to be a bummer, but like whenever you hear about like, we're going to make our own version of a thing, you know, we don't need yeah. Amazon. We're going to make, you know, filmfreaks.com and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And they're like, but the, the normal but people it, aren't yeah. coming there. They just aren't. Exactly. And I, exactly. I'm not trying to be negative. It's just my mom is not going to get filmfreaks.net or whatever and get the app. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's just not going to stumble upon. Especially like, you know, I have Amazon Prime because we needed the fast shipping for like various you know, <laughs> right, especially right, yeah. when we we're like getting movie props together i'd be like i need this now right uh and so like they've got us addicted to fast shipping so like i get prime because of that but i wouldn't pay for prime otherwise if it didn't have like the other <laughs> the other reason you know right right and so like that is where people are because they're getting it as a package with another thing that they want and it's yeah they're not like and michael complains about this too because like in all these filmmaking groups people are like oh we're, we're making filmfreaks.com and everybody's gonna get paid and everybody's and it's like you can't drive people to a new source unless you're a corporation at this point, right. you know, and I don't know if the internet is ever going to get decentralized or just more, just there's three companies and that's it. Um, but without I, the billions of dollars behind it, I don't know how anybody like even fucking Quibi or whatever, the one for the, the vertical content, they had a huge seed fund and they failed within a year. So I, like, I love that Quibi happened and then the pandemic happened and it was like, <laughs> The moment society no longer wanted like quick form content, like the way they had all the time in the right. world to watch all these shows, all the yeah. <laughs> so they were, um, the society slows down to a crawl. You're like, shit, we were making yeah. what five minute content? Fuck, yeah, they just bombed really bad. It didn't, and that's and that had big names. It they had like yeah. Kevin Hart and this huge yeah. Seth Rogen was involved. Like they had tons of big stuff, and it didn't work. But the that, woman that's also who made American Psycho made a movie for them. Mary Heron shot, yeah, shot in nine sixteen that I really want to see. <laughs> oh, I w I'd watch that just because she did it. <laughs> yeah, but like they, you know, like that's the benefit of like a company like that popping up and being like, oh, we'll give you some money, you know, like like when like VHS was huge, they're like, oh, we'll give everybody a hundred grand, go make a movie. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of yeah, Mary Heron. It was kind of like that for like a hot minute, but I'm glad I got miserably. her name right. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Yeah. I had to Google it because I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, she should be more well known. I feel like. I mean, she should. She you should. know, I mean, I don't understand why she hasn't made more. I mean, I understand why, but I I get why. But like, you make a movie like American Psycho, you should get more opportunity, right? No, yes. that didn't happen. Yes, I think like because of like because I was right around Columbine and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure there's like the same year. Uh, it's 2001. Okay, so it's just after. Yeah, I, wanna, I think there I was just like a huge like media like push to like get people not to watch this movie, even though it's a fucking satire and it's a hilarious movie. It's so funny. satirizing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's really funny, and then and then that makes like the brutal scenes all that more brutal. But you know, it really got dragged down by like the the media temperature at that point. I think I don't. I saw it as a, I was too young to be following that. Like to be following yeah. whatever anyone was saying. I just saw it in my multiplex and I was, mm -hmm. I loved it. I don't yeah. think I even understood how funny it was when I saw it. I just loved it because it was like a cool horror movie and it was really well made. But yeah, yeah. over the years, I've fallen in love with it. I can watch American Psycho, I think, anytime. And I'm like, why, yeah. why is she not like you hear about Masters of Horror and stuff? Why is she, where, right? Where it's is a she? Great movie. 
Why is she not making more horror movies? I know she's made yeah. a few things, but, you know, I mean, she's never gotten a theatrical release, I think, since. Since then. Yeah, maybe not. She's probably done a lot oh, of TV. I didn't realize she, yeah, she did this um, Margaret Atwood show that's okay. <laughs> well, Eli- Elias Grace. I can never say a lot, Elias. They didn't even give her American Psycho okay. 2. <laughs> Like, yeah. not that she should have, not that she would touch that, but like, mm-hmm. why did they offer her <laughs> American Psycho 2? Right. That is what kind of happens to a lot of women, though, is like they'll yeah. do like some cool movies and then they're pushed into TV, like Rachel Talalay from Tank Girl. She does tons of TV and that's awesome. But like, I like to think of her as also from movies. Freddy's Dead. There you go. I love Freddy's Dead. And now she, and now she directs Doctor Who episodes, which is yeah. great, but I don't know, like, if her choice was to make more original content or make Doctor Who episodes. Like, I know she loves the Doctor Who, but, like, what would the choice be? Or maybe it would be more of both, yeah. you know? But Tank I feel a, like women... That's a really formative movie for me. TV. Like, I, yeah. I, I really... I'm, I'm serious when I say that. Like, Tank Girl is a very formative, inspirational movie for me. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I actually own I'm, it on Blu-ray and stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. a movie I want to see with an audience. Because I feel like yeah, I didn't... I would, I would love Michael to see made me watch it once one night, and I liked it, but like I didn't have like. Yeah, like, I'm not saying. Probably should have had, you know. I'm not saying it's great, but yeah. it's definitely. I mean, I love. Um, there's nothing like it. You know what I mean? What's her face? Lori Petty. I met her at a convention. She was awesome. Yeah, she seems cool. Yeah, she was really cool. What? What? Uh, I was gonna. That brings me to what I was gonna ask. Like, what? Give me some female directors that I probably don't know about because I'm an ignorant oaf. <laughs> have you seen um is it called ravenous oh yeah i love ravenous yeah i mean she died but that movie is so good that movie's so good <laughs> and it's so just like good. again like proof like people are always like oh women just want to do like women's content no blah blah blah. that movie doesn't even have any women in it you know like come on or like i like Catherine no. bigelow i think like she's i mean she's not underrated but she's not as rated as i think she maybe should be i still say near dark's my favorite vampire movie yeah i don't i'm very <laughs> i disagree but that's well, you, now you can't disagree with my opinion <laughs> i disagree with your opinion. you disagree that it's my favorite vampire movie <laughs> <laughs> no i don't disagree with that i okay. do like near dark but yeah. like it was so hyped up to me and i like love vampires right um, right and it's okay it's so 90s like in the style and yeah. like the way it's I know it's okay. I do like it. Okay. Um, I thought Detroit was one of the best horror movies I'd seen in the last decade. If you've okay. seen Detroit, uh, it kind of got dragged down just politically mm-hmm. as being like a white woman make telling the story of yeah, like yeah. I remember that whatever. But it's also just like a really scary like home invasion movie with like mm-hmm. Nazi cops. Like it's it was and it's all shot like on super long lenses from far away. And so it feels like it's like adds to the shakiness and adds to like the, the flatness fly on the wall and the like, flatness and like of it in there. It's it's just like the cinematography it works so well with the content mm. in that movie, even though it it feels almost like a documentary because of like those like shooting on everything on like 150 from like down the street, you know. <laughs> like, that was like, no wait. That I was Catherine was really Bigelow. She directed that. Yeah, she directed it. How did yeah. I not remember she directed that? Okay. It's so good. And you can even argue um, that her career is due to a man. You know? Yeah, of like, course. It's not like I mean, she, it probably is. She's great. She was giving those shots. She was giving her, yeah, she she did her she did her time with James Cameron and she was able to do something. But she's totally yeah. 
exceptional. She's a badass, though. I mean, Point Break um, is a fucking great movie. <laughs> I love yeah, Point Break. It's so. a romance. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. so good. Um, Blue Steel was good, too. I watched that recently. Yeah. It's not great. But it's I wouldn't okay. say it's great. <laughs> it's okay. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I like uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero as for a new director. If you saw Culture Shock, it's, it was a Hulu Blumhouse original. Mm, um, I did not see that. But she like, and some of those were just kind of like paint by number feeling like some of those Hulu Blumhouse movies. But that one, I feel like she really took and made it her own. Uh, okay. And so it's a really cool story of like a woman crossing the border and what the American dream is once she gets here. Uh, it's really, really well done. I thought she okay. did um, El Gigante was like big on the, she did a bunch of shorts. So okay. she came from like the Vancouver short horror movies and then now is making bigger stuff. And she like directed an episode of like that purge TV show recently. And okay, so I'm so, excited about. So she's she actually kind of living the dream a little bit, at least uh, somebody. Totally. Yeah. She's actually like one of the few people that I feel like I've seen breakthrough from shorts and from right. film festivals and like climbing that ladder mm -hmm. to working for Blumhouse and working for I think she's she did one of the it's not out yet but like Blumhouse did a deal with Amazon Prime and she did one of those movies gotcha um so I'm excited to watch them but I don't think that's come out yet but Culture Shock is out and it's on Hulu and it's really good um but yeah totally she's very inspirational and I don't know if part of it like is being from Vancouver because like there's that whole film scene in Vancouver mm -hmm. and I think that probably did help yeah um but she made great shorts too and like went everywhere with them so that is cool um, and that, that, and that was totally that's what got her there is shorts that's always refreshing yeah. for me yeah yeah i think she maybe taught film at like some vancouver school or something or like somehow was like in the faculty of that but it, i don't i do think it was like shorts and networking gotcha okay <laughs> from the outside that's what it appears to have been okay <laughs> she also acts she's in stuff uh i'm gonna yeah, watch i'm gonna probably watch culture shock this week man do it yeah yeah it was it, it was funny because hulu was pushing it again as a because it came out because like the amazon or the blumhouse hulu thing was like a monthly like for the holiday of that month and that one was like their independence day movie <laughs> july 4th <laughs> yeah. american dream movie oh. so they were they were pushing it again this week i realized um, that now that the podcast is just sophia tell me what my watch list should be <laughs> <laughs> what is it uh the woman who did humanoids from the deep speaking of people that oh man now do enough movies <laughs> i love them i love most of that movie <laughs> i mean you know my thoughts on that movie like i like it and i don't i think i enjoy it just like you do but when i watched the behind the scenes i found it so hilarious like really not i didn't watch it behind the scenes the behind, not when i, I mean, say hilarious i mean like oh no <laughs> Like, yeah, but, but you know, well, like Roger Corman, yeah. I mean, he's one of the few people who like kind of took risks on some female directors mm -hmm. in yeah. the 70s and 80s, and that like um the Velvet Vampire, I think it's called, was like a like kind of softcore vampire movie from a woman mm -hmm. that like was a Corman funded movie, and that's pretty good too. Um, but then he totally like fucked the movie up by adding a bunch of fish rape. But it's like so hilarious looking and not realistic at all. I'd find it funny to watch. Yeah, it's not traumatizing. Knowing it wasn't her intention. It's if you, it. okay, if you watch yeah. the behind the scenes, it's the way it's edited, where it's like it talk it's her talking about how she didn't want it. And then it cuts yeah. to like Corman saying, Well then, you know, we had to replace her and film all these <laughs> fish rape scenes. And we hired a man. And it's just like, oh, man, yeah. the way they cut it together, it's so insulting. Right. You know, and course. I mean, yeah. Roger Corman's a legend. I'm not trying to say he's, like, creepy or anything. I don't 
but it comes off bad. It's the comes off yeah. real bad. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, like for him or for like Lloyd Kaufman, where it's like they feel like they have a formula they need to hit. Yeah, I get it. And like, I guess it did work because they made money, you know, mm-hmm. and he made a lot of movies. Um, you know, I get that side of it. Like they think they need to have boobs in the first 10 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever. They have like a little formula. I get that thought process, but I don't think it necessarily makes good art all the time. And I don't think it's what we should be doing now. <laughs> no, and so like often men will like talk to me about like making their movies and like, oh yeah, we got to have the shower scene and whatever. And I'm like, do you though? Because like every eighties movie has like that. a pointless, like why is everybody taking showers in the middle of their friends getting <laughs> murdered? Like, why is that a thing in every, now, I mean, I know why I, I had to show boobs somehow. Right. Like I kind of like when there's like, when, when characters do shit, where we don't need to see it, but it's not for, like, sexual reasons. Like, I don't want to see somebody's boobs. But, like, sometimes you're watching a movie, like an action movie or something, like, at some point these people have to pee. Or, to, or, or like, shit or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, like I like yeah. that. I like, like that. Like Mandy when he's just sitting on the toilet drinking <laughs> vodka. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's how kind of how I feel about a lot of nudity is I feel like we need to see more nudity when it's not sexual. Like yeah, yeah. just walking around, like show somebody getting dressed for the morning, like, <laughs> you know, like let it be awkward angles because that's it's how it is. You know, like I think that would help America and society in general just kind of like demystify it. You know, <laughs> if we just had a lot, just, you know, also just more oh. male nudity, too. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Like we, we've seen enough. We've seen enough boobs. You know. Yeah. We've we seen, seen every kind of boob you could see. Yeah. I want. <laughs> Let's see what's under those shirts. Yeah, yeah. I want naked fat men. I, I mean, I really. Yeah. I, why not? I mean, I mean, like, trauma not, did that, but because it's always for comedic effect, or often like like in um, what's that Borat movie or whatever. You know, yeah, like people right. do that for comedic effect, but sure. if it's not for comedic effect, that's maybe more interesting. You know. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it would go a long way towards us all accepting our bodies. Sure. Like, I'm not the person that would do this ever. I obviously do. But like, I would not hate seeing like a, an actual a sex scene that's trying to be sexy with two mm-hmm. overweight people. Yeah. Because it's so normal. Uh, yeah. Like, why I, not? You're right. <laughs> right. Like, overweight people have sex. I, wanna, right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't I don't have to. <laughs> it's so po- I, you, don't, you don't have to make it. But like yeah. how like weirdly groundbreaking would that be if it were just like normal, it wasn't comedic, it was just like a normal relationship like a, in a movie. Like it would be very groundbreaking. Right. Like John Goodman having like sex in an like, Oscar yeah. movie. <laughs> in one of Angelina Jolie's pre- prestige movies that you think she's made. <laughs> Look, I don't know where I came from. I said that, now I feel bad, okay? I'm remembering maybe like one or two movies, I guess. I don't know. But but I think but, but I think both people should be fat. I'm going to say that. I don't think yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see both people fat and I want to see sure. them having a pas- passionate sex but also like they're fat enough where it's like they have to try. <laughs> so it's not funny, but it's right. real. Right. Okay. This is an yeah. awkward conversation, no, I think, but yeah. I think I think that would be like I know I just said groundbreaking, but like I think like that's the kind of stuff we need to see. It's like seeing fucking sorority girls and like you know like in these sex scenes, like we always see yeah, like yeah. twenty year olds like ripped people. It's like it's not real life. I mean, you know, I don't like movies to be real life, but also like I feel like it should represent more people. And we're talking about it 
a lot with diversity of like you know black people and people of color yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. Absolutely. but like we're not really talking about a ton about body diversity and about like ageism and, and stuff like that which i think all needs to have the same kind of revolution happen in film and representation because like i think it does a lot for people and young people to see people that might look like them or look like their friends you know like also, i got way more body positive when i started going to blesque shows because i saw people my friends and stuff where i'm like oh she's beautiful she has flaws it doesn't matter i still think she's beautiful right you know and like i think like that helped change my my perception of like what a magazine looks like versus what a real woman looks like right you right, know right and i think i think it like made me a better person and it made me more accepting and wanting more representation out there of bigger people or more normal people you know right right and I, I feel like even like how hollywood's starting to discover that like if they make a black panther you can make a billion dollars with a a black yeah. made black led movie like and also, white people will go watch it yeah people and white people it, go like, watch, right like everyone will watch it like <laughs> you can't tell me and i'm not just talking about my personal preference but hollywood doesn't necessarily have my type usually on screen in a sexy scene I kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, yeah. I have a certain type and that's not what Hollywood usually, I'm like, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is underserved markets for people that would like, yes. I'd like to see, like, uh, A.D. Bryant. I think A.D. Bryant is extremely attractive. I, I uh, SNL. She's SNL and what's the show she's doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shrill Shrill. Shrill. Yeah, it actually came from my brain. I didn't even get to Google You didn't have to Google it. (laughs) Or something like that. Like, there's no reason to me why she can't be, like, an actual romantic lead in a non-comedy. Like, I think that's underserved. It is. You know what I mean? Like, that's not there, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what most women look like, (laughs) you know, in the U.S. Yeah, right. That's right most yeah. most women around me in my that are in my actual yeah, vision not so much in west hollywood but <laughs> okay in the rest of the yeah. country. <laughs> i'm from baltimore okay we all look like gross people yeah. <laughs> but that's like the hot gross people you know but yeah like i there's that's an underserved market is treating that like I, they're actual sexy human beings right which should yeah. shouldn't be like a revolutionary thought but i think it's because like the industry has been like pushed by like a lot of white guys with ideas of like what needs to be in a movie you know and like what people want to see and they don't necessarily actually know they just know what they wanted to see when they're 15 yeah i guess and also like you can argue like jordan peele did like we've already done that there's like millions of hours of movies where conventionally hot people do everything and that's fine i just think we have enough like when the same thing like when he said the thing about he's not going to make movies starring white guys i was like you know what if hollywood was just like we're not going to make any more action movies or superhero movies starring white dudes i'd be like honestly i i I, there's so many that i haven't even seen yet 50 years worth right yeah like there's so much i can go the rest of my life and probably still watch a new one every week without (laughs) without new ones being made so do something else like i don't know exactly i say this like i'm gonna do any of it you know i'll probably make movies with fat guys (laughs) i have made a movie with fat guys fat naked guys so like yeah i mean i don't know i that that would be nice as a fat person too i say that you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing a fat guy like beat people up. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
why not you know like that's like i don't know why not like so people are always like with that with the female superheroes like well she couldn't do it i'm like but she probably could and like maybe trained for it maybe is an expert in like whatever martial art you know like there's ways to make it so it's still believable you know well i mean they, so every dumb. time they make and it it's also if it's magic like superheroes <laughs> like who cares you know <laughs> i mean it's totally toxic fandom at that point though right like yeah. they oh, they, yeah. they won't let them live or breathe for even a second if you say anything like what happened to brie larson she said one thing once and mm-hmm. they're still digging at her to this day. <laughs> they're right. still like, she's difficult. Nobody wants to work with her. Like, no, uh, no one yeah. said that. No one said that. You know, right. uh, whatever. I mean, you can't. And then all that means is she might have set a boundary. Once, I think she just said mildly. She, she was <laughs> right. She's just, <laughs> yeah. what is it? She just wanted to say she wanted more journalists that weren't men. She said okay. it was Yo, like something boy. like that. It was like I a passive, this now. a passive yeah. remark. That turned her right. into the fucking devil, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, you know, then it came down on the movie, which still made a billion dollars, so fuck them. But right. I saw it four times, so. Which one? Which movie? Uh, the... Captain Marvel. King Kong? Captain Marvel. Oh. Okay. She was in King Kong, too. <laughs> and she was in, what was the, the one that she... I liked that King Kong movie. Same. You know how I feel. I love that movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, that's a really good movie. What was the one that she... Uh, the Room. Room. Not The Room. Oh yeah, <laughs> not the room. I did not see room. Yeah. That's Oscar bait, right? It's an Oscar bait movie. It's still pretty good. I mean, she's good. I, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not recommending it. But yeah, I get so happy whenever you say you like like a big movie. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Hollywood moment with that movie because we like spontaneously decided to just go to the Jimmy Kimmel show because it's just here and they're always giving out tickets. Right. And she happened to be the guest. And then she was like, I mean, obviously it's planned, but like they were like, all right, anybody that wants to walk across the street and go to the Dolby Chinese theater and watch King Kong right now, <laughs> like we'll walk you across the street. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go see that for Hell yeah. That's also really <laughs> And then I fun. actually liked it. Yeah, it was yeah. like the premiere. It was fun. Yeah. 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 And then I thought it was good. But I think I would have thought it was good even if I hadn't been personally escorted by Brie Larson. <laughs> right. So she, she waits. I was going to say, she walked over with you? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, some, somebody with a walkie-talkie walked us over. But it's still cool. That's really cool. So, What's yeah. Your... So, like, once in a while, I watch the Jimmy Kimmel tickets. Because, like, I don't like him. But, like, sometimes he has guests I like. So we went and saw when he had Pee Wee on. We went. So, like, I try to, like, keep track of who his guests are sometimes. Because on... it's literally, like, down the street from us. Was he on there for the new movie? When he had the new movie? Uh, no, it was after that. He was doing like a comedy tour, like a stand-up tour, oh, okay. like right before the pandemic happened. Uh, I guess like I canceled. Was doing, like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly when that was, but yeah, it was like near, maybe, maybe it did get canceled. The only time I've ever thought about moving to California is listening to you and Mike talk about the cool things you did. <laughs> the theater like, stuff here is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, it's like, like, I think now in my old age, if I ever thought about moving to California it has nothing to do with filmmaking. It's more just like <laughs> the cool shit's happening there. I could just go and do cool shit down the street. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's it, why that's... we moved. Like, well, because like we love the Egyptian theater, which is like currently closed still, and Netflix kind of has their their hooks into it. And mm-hmm. so, who knows what's going to be after this? But like, they always had awesome guests, awesome film festivals, and so like Michael was like, I want to live. 
because we previously lived like three and a half miles and we would walk sometimes. He's like, I want to live within a mile <laughs> of the Egyptian theater. And that's like literally what we did when we were looking at places. We're like, wow, how far? And like, we're like 0.2 miles and it's been closed now. I mean, because of the pandemic and now for a few more months. It'll come um, back. But yeah, yeah. There's so much just like, I think like LA is the city that most loves horror of any city. And it's like, it's kind of I'm a thing. I'm from it's Baltimore not like a, though. I know, I know. And Boston loves horror too. Yeah. But like, there's so many events here and it's not what people think of generally for LA because like we make all the dramas, you know, but right, like right. the horror people here are obsessed with like Halloween, spooky shit all year round. <laughs> I mean, I got a taste of it because you guys it's let crazy. me be on your, your trivia team for a year. Yeah. And I saw firsthand. Like, yeah. Person now. Yeah. Like, yeah, and well. it's like people that like are, you know, have written on whatever or produced whatever like they know so much shit like minute details and like i proved tonight my brain is mush like you you say that but you don't come off like that you you know a lot of stuff hand in hand with the google like i know how to search (laughs) to get the information that i want to tell you but like sometimes my brain is just not there with it yeah but these people are just like like and they know everything about horror it's crazy it's really fun to be around no, it's cool because uh, they they're they're like not just cinephiles; they're like something else, something above. Yeah, that. it gets to a, it gets they're, to a different level. They're the people that can <laughs> tell you the poster in the room yes. on in the scene. That's the person that they are in the movie opera. What right. posters were hanging in the theater yeah. that kills yeah. me? I I can't I can't even do that with a lot of stuff I love and I've seen a million times. No. I it just can't. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a movie rewatcher. I generally. Once in a while, I'll rewatch a movie, or if it's been I, so long, I've forgotten it. Mostly, I'll rewatch it, maybe. But I'm all about new content. I feel new like I've given you, I gave you shit for it once. And I felt bad. For it. <laughs> I don't like. It's such like a not a horror person thing to be like. I don't like to rewatch movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's more because uh, there's just so much more out there yeah. to watch. Like I'm never going to be able to see every movie. Yeah. And there's like hundreds more every year. So I just, I just want to always be watching something new. Um, but one, once in a while I'll, I'll rewatch something, but usually like if I remember it well, I, the less I'm more, the less I want to watch it. <laughs> Hence also like why you want to be a vampire, right? Because that way you can just watch everything. Dude. Fucking. I love that Jim Jarmusch movie. <laughs> the vampire lovers. Yeah. 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 What, or is it... I love Jim Charmouche anyway. Right. It's called the vamp, not the Vampire Lovers. Oh my god. Only lovers. It's left called alive? something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Vampire Lovers is a nice. Okay, your brain is mush. I also love. <laughs> <laughs> With Ingrid Pitt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is mush. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, that whole movie is like Tilda Swinton and Loki. It's Loki, right? Is it? Tom yeah, yeah, Hiddleston? yeah. It's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Just like hanging out. <laughs> No, it, that, <laughs> listening I, to records. When I saw that movie, movie, it's I was mad when I saw that movie because it was like I had that idea, like yeah, for a story for so long where I was like I would literally be the worst vampire because I would only eat this minimal amount of blood, and yeah. I just want to be able to do cool shit forever. So yeah. I would just hang out and watch movies at night. And go to <laughs> and, rock and, shows. Yeah. yeah, go and go to shows and do anything. I was I also wanted. angry when I when I saw that movie because it's the same thing. It's like so it's so perfect of a of a movie, but it's also so attainable of like something an indie <laughs> filmmaker could make. And yeah, yeah. Could. I mean, we're never gonna get Tilda Swinton and Tom Middleston, but like it just yeah. felt like I should have made this fucking movie and Jim Jarmusch got there first. Right. And it's so perfect. 
it, you know, like, it, it, so it, many, it pains you with how much you love it. I you know? feel like I've seen so much <laughs> hate toward that movie too. Like I don't get it, but I, I guess people no, were expecting, they were expecting something else because it's a vampire movie, but yeah. <sighs> okay. People fucking need to broaden their horizons <laughs> with vampire movies because like, I love a movie setting up its own lore. I think that's the cool part of yeah. vampire movies is like, I like, I think it's like the dealing with the immortality is always the most interesting thing to me. And then setting up fresh vampire lore is always exciting. So like that movie, like daybreak where like they go in the subway and order a cup of blood instead of a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, I love that scene, you know, it's like, you mean, wait, wait, only you mean, alive. is it daybreak or is daybreakers? It, daybreakers. daybreakers. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Daybreak is something else. Yeah, I was making sure it, you weren't talking about a, a separate movie, but I love That's that movie. Like, Daybreak is like a surfing movie. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> for a second. I was like, they didn't do that in the Daybreak, did they? <laughs> right? But no, I the Spearig brothers. I think they've made a couple of flops, but that movie. The Australians, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they made uh, uh, Undead was their first. They broke out with Undead, which was their like indie movie, and then Daybreakers mm-hmm. was kind of their like Ode to John Carpenter thing, which I yeah. I really love that movie. Way. Yeah, it's yeah. a really solid movie. That and that's I, here. Okay, this is a good climax, I think, for where we. I, I liked Predestination. To. Okay, I don't. Yeah, think Yeah, that was it okay. Was movie, but it was okay. The Winchester yeah. one was not good. Was that? I didn't see any other ones. It's them. Yeah. It was the one about the mansion, the Winchester mansion. Oh great, yeah, great, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, great concept, great cast. Yeah. It just should have been good. I I saw it. And I was like, I no. Oh, it's based on that mansion. Yeah, in San Jose. Which is a cool okay, concept. Yeah, I've been to that house. Yeah, Very cool concept. Cool. But yeah. it just the movie didn't is the third act. It was just Jesus. Um yeah. I was gonna say, like, I feel like we've been working up to this for me asking you this. Vampire movies that you do love, since you hate near dark so much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. I, I No vampire movie is going to be worse. Like, okay, let's start with the bottom as John Carpenter's a vampire. <laughs> you mean vampires? I fucking hated that movie. Yes. Yeah, but with a Y, right? Like, I is it, does it have a Y loathe. in it? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's both a Y. Man, fucking James Woods. James Woods no. is a prick. Look, I'll be honest. I used to like that movie a lot. I don't anymore. I Maybe like, I'm wrong. Maybe it's not. I like the score to that movie a lot. I think the score is one of Carpenter's better scores, actually. But that Maybe. doesn't... I mean, I love John Carpenter's scores in general. I think me um, and me, yeah. you and Michael agree that something happened to John Carpenter <laughs> in the 90s. Like, like in the late 90s? Yeah, he just he yeah. gave up and... Because he made so many perfect movies. But I think maybe like Vampires is like the beginning of the end there then. it's just, It sucks because there's some really cool concepts in that movie. Why it's just, it's it? his, like you said, his rampant misogyny. He's a complete, and it's also like James Woods is real life James Woods that now is unbearable. <laughs> right. And like, yeah, yeah it, it, it sucks. It comes but, through in the movie too, how shitty he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, but like, I couldn't stand the, I, I, the concept. In a different script, the concept of the Catholic Church having like a renegade outfit of vampire yeah, hunters that are right. all like these like, you know, grungy cowboy type of biker dudes like that kill vampires on the side. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I I'd that watch works. that. But yeah, it doesn't hold up. I, I'm not going to sit here and defend vampires. Yeah. <laughs> uh- Okay, so like there's the films that like kind of inspired Blood of the Tribbids, which is like 
the vampire lovers mm-hmm. uh daughters of darkness like those early hammer not early because it was the 70s but like hammer horror 70s movies mm-hmm. and then there was like the jean roland movies of like my favorite of jean roland is lips of blood mm-hmm. and the reason it's my favorite is like this guy has like this repressed childhood memory of this vampire woman but the end shot this is gonna be a spoiler but it's like I uh, genre, seen if it, you know so genre, you know genre Roland movies it's like literally nothing happens and it's just really pretty the whole time but like the end <laughs> shot is like naked he gets into a coffin with the vampire lady and they just float out to sea <laughs> it's like my favorite shot in a movie i love it um there's an australian movie called thirst I, yeah which thirst is, is really awesome. cool yeah yeah, that I would like to remake Thirst. I love that they have like the the metal fangs in that movie. Yeah. And it's all about like culture war, like rich people just doing what they want to like people that nobody's going to miss. And it's like <laughs> an interesting movie uh that I think could be cool in a remake maybe. Probably somebody already did it. There's another movie called Thirst that's not this one. That's more recent. Yeah, there was there the you're yeah, right. But it has nothing to do with it, was I it think. Was it a Japanese movie? I feel like there's a Japanese movie called Thirst. There was a Japanese one, and then yeah. I think there was maybe even another one. Um, but anyway, the, oh yeah, Brian May did the music. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, that was like a late 70s Australian movie. Um, yeah, what else do I like? I mean, yeah, Only Lovers Left Alive for like a recent movie. What about any like populist ones? Like, or oh, like, like po- Dracula? <laughs> Or that, or like uh, I love like like the old oh like like Blood and Roses is a great one. It's right. uh, uh that that's like sixty eight or something. Right. Um, and like all the Christopher Lee movies and all that stuff is so fun. But uh, yeah, like 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 uh Anne Rice like Interview with a Vampire. I like Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> what are you talking about? I liked it in the nineties. I have no idea if I would think it was good now. I still enjoy oh, it. Oh, I like I defend Twilight because like <laughs> Twilight. There is it is. Movie. We did it. You Just got me there. To say that. That's great. <laughs> I do defend it because I think Kristen Stewart, it's her name, right? Yeah. And yeah, uh, you're, you're Robert right. Pattinson yeah. got a lot of shit for those movies because of who they were made for. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that it was like for teen girls and that was the content, it just like, media and men can't deal with shit for teen girls. They just hate it. Like, they, like, it intrinsically makes them rage. Um, and I, I don't think those movies are that bad. Like I have issues with like the relationship is like semi-abusive or whatever, but those movies are fine, you know? And like a glittery, va- people are so mad about a glittery vampire, like as if like people don't constantly recreate mythology in vampire movies. Like, again, like what I was saying, like that's the stuff I think is cool. Like, right, right. why not? Like let them wear fucking sunblock and be glittery. Like I'm fine with that, you know? <laughs> Cause like, I, like, that's the fun part, you know? Also um, like, I, I would- I would easily sit here and say, like, I think both of them are really great actors. Maybe not in Twilight specifically, do I think that? That's the thing, yeah. But... I think since then, they've shown that they are good actors. Yeah. Like, uh, in those movies, I don't know what they were allowed especially to do. Pat- <laughs> especially Pattinson. Like, he's really awesome. Man, I remember I saw a, a press screening of Good Time, and I was not prepared. Yeah, you should. I mean, I'll actually recommend that to you just for his performance because I was not prepared. Halfway through the movie, I didn't even realize it was him. And I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, that's the Twilight guy? And then the whole movie won me over with him. But yeah, I, well, they're I, funny because they both had to go to like indie movies to get any cred right. back after Twilight, after, Twilight, after like Twilight, making billions yeah. in Twilight. My other beef with Twilight is Catherine Hardwick mm-hmm. directed the first one and wasn't ever asked back to do a sequel. Yeah. Like, hello, 
like made a billion dollars like i don't gave, even know if she's had a movie since they gave it to like, david slade right i think or something like that yeah, they gave it to yeah. a series of dudes yeah it's such bullshit yeah i i so i was i yeah, was she went into i was made to begrudgingly watch those by a x mm-hmm. and i didn't and i ended up disliking stuff about the plot but not yeah nothing bothered me about like them the characters or like the sparkly romantic side i was just like for me i was just watching it like how come they're all splitting up to protect her remember like the plot of the first one they all split up to like protect her and i was like this makes no sense what the hell they're doing it had nothing to do with like how effeminate it was or something like that i was like fine with that you know it just like didn't make sense i was just like the plot didn't make sense to me by like the sixth movie or however many there, yeah. I watched them all during the pandemic. Yeah, it just like turns into like a CW show where they like go and gather like all the vampires to have like this like showdown yeah, with yeah. like the werewolves. It was just like it got very stupid and ridiculous, but like I not un like because by that point I was like invested in the. It's character. like a comic book <laughs> so, at that point. It's exactly yeah. or like a TV. And also, you know? it had some horror elements too that were like the uh, was it the abortion thing was it that i remembering i only seen these once a long time ago I but forget. Yeah. remember the thing with the baby i just remember watching that. i was like man teenage tween baby gr- grew really fast like, I, well, I remember yeah. like the bloody like birth abortion thing yeah and yeah, like they thought she was gonna die and I, stuff yeah. and i just remember like thinking tween girls are paying to see this scene in a theater <laughs> it's pretty funny to me you know yeah. like and so and it was made by like you said horror filmmaker dudes but still horror filmmakers yeah. So it had elements where I was like, this is not stuff that normally these, the normally tween girls are given in a movie. So it's probably, probably no, yeah, exactly, it's, it's yeah. like kind of, a, I was like, this is kind of cool. Like if that's their know. entry into, into horror movies and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Not, I'm not saying I like them, but I don't, dis- <laughs> I don't, dis- I'm not going to revisit. I, I defend them. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> what about, what like, about, I don't think they're as bad as the press, you know? Right. Do you like like about how men feel about them? Like Lost Boys and stuff. Like anything, any feelings on that? Yeah, I like Lost Boys. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I did like it in the nineties when I saw it. What about uh, Thirty Days (laughs) of Night? You know, I watched that uh, not too long ago during the pandemic, and like, it's okay. It's okay. It like. It, it didn't have much. I mean, not that I need a point. It didn't. No, no, (laughs) obviously, yeah. But it's just like you know, like the the vampires themselves just weren't interesting to me i guess i, I like the main I dude know. the main vampire guy who looks like yeah. a businessman who just turned you know right. yeah. but i think that's a case where to bring us full circle nothing against what's his name josh hartnett but mm-hmm. if josh hartnett was more of a kurt russell now like a 60 year old kurt russell i think that oh, movie, i, see I it think it would have worked better and that doesn't need to be kurt russell but something in right, that like ballpark, a grizzled, a grizzled yeah. man yeah. or woman, that. it's oh, I think an older, Dude. an older vibe. Instead of yeah. him, it would have been. That's the Fury Road sequel I want. Is the fucking old lady biker gang? Because literally in Fury Road, when they got to that old lady biker gang, I started to get up out of my seat. I was so excited. <laughs> like, it was just the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, whatever they're talking about, like prequels or sequels, I'm like, just fucking do the old ladies, please. Like, lady old ladies with shotguns on fucking motorcycles. Hell like, yes. nothing gets me more excited. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. If it was an old lady up there defending the town, like. Yeah, totally. Let's see it. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, like I don't know, Sigourney Weaver or some shit. I don't know. Sure. But, like just yeah. anybody. Like 
Josh Hartnett's fine. He has shown me yeah. other but roles. It's a safe choice. He's a safe choice. Sure. At the time, he was kind of the hot young choice. And I was just mm-hmm. like, if this was just this, you're already playing off the thing. Give me right. grizzled. I don't care if it could be a woman, but any, it just, yeah, that is a casting problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the new Terminator too. It's like, I love seeing the older Sarah Connor. Yeah. 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 But like, it's just like the movie like wasn't written that well for her character. Like it should have yeah. just been about her, you know? <laughs> I sort, I sort of enjoyed it. I wasn't crazy about it. It had its moments. Yeah. yeah it definitely had its moments it's, of like being okay. It, but she was the best part. Like, just show me her wrinkles. Show me with the guns. Like, I just want to watch that for 90 minutes. It should have been her movie. Yeah. It should have been completely yeah. her movie. And it is, I'd say, outside of T2, obviously, it's the best Terminator sequel. It's yeah. Better There's than... a couple in there I haven't seen. Yeah. I think the last one I saw was, like, the the Lady Terminator That's thing. Three. Like, in That's the three. early 2000s. That's three. Yeah. But there's yeah. one prequel after that i think that it's, i haven't seen Jeff yeah that's terminator 3 rise of the machines then it's um then it's the one that mcg made was yeah, the, the one that's the prequel that. and then there's the ter- the terminator the genesis prequel. and then there's it's a mess it's been retconned like yeah. three times i think there's so. two i haven't seen in there the prequel <laughs> yeah <saw> genesis yeah <laughs> no I, it should they they it's like they woke linda hamilton up out of a coma uh, of acting they're like hey come on back and then they didn't give her the entire movie you know it's like anything to do. this yeah. thing should have been 100 percent linda hamilton we're dealing with all Just these her other with all her shotguns it's i mean so, it's all it's there honestly it's all you need. it should have been her and arnie and that's it I don't want to see kids yeah. or anything. It's just her and her Arnie yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, and that girl is fine. She's fine. Like, She's fine. I don't need her. Yeah, but I remember I was gonna say the one thing when we were talking. I told you about some guy was shitting on fucking Fury Road. We're not gonna <laughs> talk about anybody fun. any specific, but I was so I didn't know, actually. I'm always scared sometimes when I mention to you guys a movie. I'm like they're gonna hate it. <laughs> It warmed my heart how much you loved Fury Road. I was just going to say that. I just wanted to. No, I love it. I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. But like, I already love all like the first Mad Max, Take or Leave. Mm -hmm. But like Thunderdome and Road Warrior, like were already movies I loved. Mm -hmm. And then like when they were doing Fury Road, I was like, oh, I'll go see it. And then it was a fucking masterpiece. So good. When Road Warrior is one of those movies where when I hear a kid say it's boring or old, it gets me. I actually get angry. (laughs) Like I don't know why. It's like that movie specifically makes me angry when somebody's like, "It sucks, man. It's boring. It all looks fake." And I was like, "Oh my god." I don't know why it's that. Um, I was gonna say. So we've been talked a lot about stuff that you made. Where should I point people to? Where can (laughs) plug some stuff? I know you don't want to, but. You got your YouTube channel has like uh, Blood of the Tribids on it. I guess. Oh, yeah. I was like, I guess it has stuff. Yeah. Blood of the Tribids is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that's pretty much the only place to see that. Like, I think like Clickbait and Magnetic are on Tubi. (laughs) I love that you're not sure. Dude, we don't get paid for it. I know. It's, sad. it's it's the sad truth. I know. It's just fucking funny, man. It's just like, where are your movies? Uh I think is ten. Ten might be on Prime. I'm not sure. You have to Google it. That's so good. I'm literally just going to the website. Yeah. Do you guys have a website? I certainly you can you can um Does no, La- maybe it's not on Prime. Launch Over doesn't have like a website. I I, I forget. Michael's screaming from across the apartment. <laughs> it's on Plex and YouTube. Okay, yeah, so maybe 10 is 
and to be no okay. we're talking about 10 oh my god um anyway yeah so like if you go to our website <laughs> i do have all the places you can see the stuff right. linked from our website i do keep that up mostly i I started to say I keep it updated, but like I update it like once a year. Um, but yeah, so like our website is launchover.com. Okay. So uh, yeah, so you can you can follow the links from there. And then also it has only some of our short content, I think. Um, I'll link your YouTube channel too. Yeah. Because that has yeah. like everything you've ever done on one channel. <laughs> it is weird. But it, you know, it's listing a lot of the shorts that are on like anthologies and stuff. Um, so like, yeah, you could go down a real hole of trying to find everything. <laughs> you know? But Wait, yeah, so launchover.com is a good place to start, I think. One of the nightmares of doing like, pod you know, because I'm the one who ruined your podcast for like eight months. Yeah, um, we just stopped. You just but stopped. Also, okay, the other place to look at for stuff that's like current, like sh podcasts and shit we're on is just mikeandsofia.com. It's uh, our blog. Oh, okay. All right. So, so like I'll blog this podcast that I was on this. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. Like Thank blogs you. used to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you had an active one. That's it's, I mean, active, like literally it's just like this came out we were on this podcast so i mean but it's just like at the end of the year when i write like my like what did i do in 2020 or whatever like i actually just go back and i look at what i blocked and i'm like oh yeah i did five things that's cool um so that's a good place and launchover.com is a good place and then like our social medias okay i'll link some and and you were you started asking something else oh uh no i was i i don't remember my don't brain know. is mush too. i cut you off to mention a blog because um, <laughs> it's like two, the year 2000 and we have a blog <laughs> you have a zanga there sophia yeah, uh, just subscribe a, to the RSS. A live journal do you have a live journal <laughs> um no i was gonna say you're also like uh, i i know that nobody can donate but you're also doing fat fleshy fingers with sick and wrong and i know nobody yeah. can donate but you can always send money to steve install if you want just no just send it directly to me send it directly exactly. to sophia she'll take all your <laughs> all your money that you want to donate to that movie still yeah. that you didn't get a chance that'll be to. funny so i made a big deal i mean because okay so for me like for this film for, okay so let's back it up fat fleshy fingers it's an anthology film being made by steven stahl of sick and wrong film festival former guest um, of this show yeah you can go yeah. back and listen to his episode where he begs for money probably uh <laughs> <laughs> but so it's an anthology film but we all have this this parasitic worm that's like a foot tall uh, to put in our movies. And so like, I really, really pushed because like, for me, I want to do something if I'm going to make something, cause I make so few things for me, like, cause I work for other people a lot or like I'm stuck working on this feature for two years, you know, like I don't do a lot of short content for me. Um, I was like, I want to shoot something in space. Like it's gotta be space themed in some way. But then, and so like, I made a big deal during the Kickstarter, like we're going to space or doing it. Cause like, even if I have to spend some of my own money on it, I just want to make something that like, I haven't done before and I'm excited about, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just taking this worm and I'm running with it to do something that excites me personally. But then I was like, I was on this website for filming locations and one of these escape rooms in LA has like their Egyptian tomb uh, set up. <laughs> and I'm like, now I need to find this worm in this Egyptian tomb because that's pretty fucking sweet. That's pretty and cool, like, yeah. 
And I was looking at this and I feel bad because it's like a rug pull, like it's a switcheroo. <laughs> I don't think anybody that donated is going to give a shit. But I'm like, I was all space, space, space. And now I'm like, let's do Egyptian tomb. But you could do an end reveal where that's... it's all happening in space, you know, like it's on it's Egyptian true. tomb. On it's spaceship. on another fucking, it's Stargate right, right. Yeah. And it's on another planet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Right. Spader. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Stargate oh, like... fan? This is great. I love I that. I do like Stargate. Hell yes. I did like Stargate. All right. Uh, oh, you know what? I think it's a great movie. <laughs> that pain is Event Horizon. I love I think Event Horizon yes. blends horror and sci-fi more perfectly than any other movie. Have I told you that how I started the uh, 2020? I was literally <laughs> by myself in my friend's house. They went to another party that I refused to go to because there was people I hate there. <laughs> and I stayed in their house alone and watched Event Horizon as 2020 turned over. And it's your fault. It, it's like it was the worst decision I ever made because I was like, I literally transported myself to hell. Like, yep. Yeah, yep. I'm a huge what fan a of that movie, though. I really, I really do yeah. love that movie, and I, I'm happy to hear good. you do too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was it? Oh yeah, fat fleshy fingers. Fat, so fleshy now fingers, yeah. back to that for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. I guess I did finish that thought. Just mostly that, like, I'm going to the Stargate planet. <laughs> okay we'll i'm see. excited oh no my my other thought was because like all right in la there's all these standing st- sets that you can rent mm-hmm. the ones that look good for the space sets are like a thousand dollars an hour and so like i can't afford those and the ones there's some like shitty ones in like the valley that are much cheaper but they look like kind of shitty you know and the space tomb looks fucking sweet because <laughs> it's an escape room and they spent like some money on it so that's like, it, part of my decision making i'm like i can have the shitty space set or a pretty cool looking tomb when you say sp- yeah. so when you're talking about it's going to happen in space you meant like it's going to happen on a spaceship set yeah that you'd yeah. rent yeah okay exactly it's that was like, my whole goal it's not like the worm rent. is floating in space <laughs> no okay no. yeah okay uh yeah my whole goal was like uh just kind of like alien or something like they like either beam aboard or somehow are doing research on the worm and then you know it gets out and infects and, them and all kind of yeah was what s- i was thinking of doing for anyone listening like the campaign was only for fifteen thousand, so a thousand dollars an hour is not going to work out for your segment probably no <laughs> yeah it's no, like it's not. that's a lot yeah. of money <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I mean, but you, could, you could do green Zoom screen. Zoom much would... better, mm. better, better yeah, I mean, I've made, like, spacey stuff just by putting up, like, party paper, like, aluminum foil everywhere, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, like, going, like, the Barbarella route and just doing faux fur everywhere. Like, it's an option. And, like, lava lamps, like, you could do a 60s thing. Like, there's a way to do it in our apartment if I wanted to. Right, right. But I really just wanted to go to a pre-made set. Well, if, if you need any help doing shitty space effects that Mike doesn't want to do, it, let me know. <laughs> we might, we yeah. might. But Egyptian stuff, I got no idea where that would be. Sand, yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's Sand. particle effects. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, like the mummy or something like that, like you know, like sandstorms yeah. and stuff. I, yeah. Well, then when yeah. when Stephen was like, "Well, who's having sex?" I'm like, "The mummies." <laughs> suddenly i was like that is like actually a really funny image to me is like just people wrapped in like the ace bandages <laughs> like grinding on each other is like so hilarious can you um, have like a character yeah. in it that's a leather daddy and then have him have sex with a mummy so it's <laughs> mummy and daddy having sex oh gross <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Michael will listen to this. Michael will listen to this later and be like, yes. Because he's only heard my side, so he has to hear your side. Oh, he has to hear what <laughs> I said. He'll only say, I don't know if he's going to like my ideas there. No, he might. he might. Yeah, he might. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I make him laugh every now and then, but I don't know if he likes the ideas. <laughs> That's my... Okay, he doesn't think I'm funny, but I make him laugh, like, probably either once a day or once every other day and i'm always like yeah see <laughs> i am funny you're definitely funny so he's wrong no he doesn't think so he's no. wrong but i also <laughs> find it funny that when i was making him laugh you were getting actively annoyed <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he, yeah. Has, he has an annoying laugh <laughs> so he's hearing you say that right now <laughs> yeah. he is he is hearing this side no when he really gets going which is very rare yeah. for him to like really like hyperventilate laugh like, it's kind of annoying but it, it's cute it's funny yeah you're definitely sophia you're definitely funny thank you i just want to say that <laughs> yeah don't listen to anybody especially don't listen to some man tell you you're not funny come on he's michael been holding me down for too i know long. what is he just be so, he's so unprogressive man what the hell is he doing over there <laughs> jesus <laughs> All right, so I think I have everything that you plugged every right. You that's everything you want to plug, right? Okay, yeah, it's just like my impossible to pronounce name. I'm everywhere. Cassiola. That's, it's not hard. Okay, right? good. Well, you're Italian, yeah. <laughs> Cassiola. Yeah. There you go. Um, my real last yeah, name so is Rita Rossi. If you didn't know, mm, they cut well, the off real the, pronunciation of my name is Cacciola. Oh, and I is? think at like Ellis Island, they thought that was too hard. So, so they start pronouncing it Cassiola. Cassiola. But like, so half of the Cassiolas in the world like say Cacciola. <laughs> How many people call what? you like Cacciole or something? Yeah. Like that? In yeah. like elementary school, people just call me Sophia Coca Cola. <laughs> that was like good enough. And now that's, <laughs> that's what I'm calling you now from now on, Sophia Coca Cola. Wish I had some Coca Cola money. Yeah. Um, Sophie yeah, Coca Cola. So me, I'm around. I'm around. Launchovers around. Michael's around. Usually we work together on shit. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, I think that I think that's good. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for. Hey, it was you know, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Talk. I feel like, like I said to Michael too, and even Steven, I we we talk so often online. Yeah. I feel like yeah. our actual. Well, I- yeah. I open our chat sometimes. It's been like 144 messages since you last opened it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like scrolling. And most of it's not interesting to reread. It's not like it's not good literature. So. Yeah. Just us well, bullshitting. You know. Yeah, but yeah. I no, I I, I enjoy uh, actually using our voices to have actual conversations. Which we live 3,000 miles away, so uh, you know it's not going to happen right. often. You know. Yes. Although I should, I want to visit California. I've never been. really yeah i've never been to california you know i had never been to california until like i don't know 2012 or something i came for like a vacation because michael's sister is living here and then i was like oh it's not shitty like everybody in new york and boston would have me believe (laughs) (laughs) it's like that trip we did like san diego la and san francisco yeah and i thought like having hippie parents i don't actually like hippie shit but i had hippie parents i was like oh i love san francisco all that hippie history yeah it's just like i hated it you know like san diego is pretty but like it's so military and nothing's there other than seals and then we got to la and i was like oh this is pretty cool and then I came out here for work for a week and I loved it. And then I was like, uh, fuck this. But Boston especially has like a never LA, like don't That's go the by it. Like they're really anti LA. And then it's like, and so it builds it up in your head like that you also must hate it. 
<laughs> so it's like, but it's like angry East Coast. Like, how dare they be warm and happy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm from I'm from Baltimore, so there's also there's a never DC a and a never New York. Oh yeah, it's okay, like yeah. it's like because yeah, yeah. Baltimore has the chip on its shoulder that we're not New York, you know, mm-hmm. like there's that. Baltimore thing. has that chip on its shoulder too, but I think we move back and forth so much that like we can't say never New York, you know? <laughs> right. but it definitely right. does have a chip on its shoulder about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, ba- but... Baltimore is just generally being miserable, you know, like that's kind of the tone, right? Yeah, that's the vibe of Boston too. Yeah. it's like. You know, you're just cold and angry all the time. You're dirty. <laughs> Which you, I like. Everything smells you know? like piss. And yeah, like, I like that when too. You come out, when you come out to LA with that vibe, you get shit done. People aren't used to it. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I, I would think I wouldn't like LA is everyone looks really hot and thin there from what I see yeah. on television. I'm like, oh no. I mean, like, it's neighborhoody by that. You know, like, if you go to Beverly Hills, you go to West Hollywood, like, yes. you'll see that we'll see plenty of that yeah but if you go to like anywhere like where real people live you know it's the same as the rest of america you know just gross Um, fat ignorant people right like me you know why not well yeah especially if you (laughs) no not like you but like they're like like every state that has rural areas that we have our republicans yeah yeah, like you know (laughs) because like i'm from western new york and it's like horrible you know the politics up there so (laughs) we have western maryland it's bad Yeah. yeah, it's like anytime people aren't around people, they're terrible. <laughs> That's why I like we can look at a, vac- a vaccination rate calendar right now and you can see where it is. Yeah. You don't even need to. A county. We can actually just see where the bad counties are now. It's just perfectly yep. mapped out. Um, yep. uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah the point is, come to LA. We'll take you to all the horror shit. Oh, yeah. I'll come to, I'll, can I sleep on your floor or something? Can I sleep in yeah, Blanche? Why not? Next to Blanche. We haven't even, yeah, we didn't I, even, I don't, we don't have to, but we didn't even mention Blanche. Oh my god! The how whole... did two? Okay, I don't even know how like two, however many hours this has been has gone by where I didn't mention Blanche. Two and that's, a half like, hours. Life. <laughs> that's the longest I've gone without talking about Blanche. Maybe that's like, awesome. Ever. I mean, not that Blanche isn't <laughs> Blanche is amazing. I love you like know how much I love Blanche. That only talks about her kids. I only talk about Blanche. <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, Blanche, here she comes. Here she comes. There she is. Come here. This is all for the video, people. There she is. Oh, yeah. Hi, there Blanche. There she is. Oh, she missed me. Um, yeah, so Blanche cute. has a TikTok. Blanche is a dog. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, follow that. That's the thing you should plug. Is the Blanche. This is the content. Blanche needs like, hey. she should have like 500,000 followers. It's angering me that more people don't follow she got Blanche. Right in my mouth. Right in my mouth with that. Blanche. Does her breast smell good? No. <laughs> <laughs> little dogs, man. They never have good any dogs. Oh, yeah, little dogs have bad teeth. And she definitely teeth. has some cavities. But she's you know, so we'll adorable. She can, she yeah, made she an appearance cool. on Mike's episode too. But, yeah, she yeah, she actually ended Mike's episode because she had to pee. <laughs> yeah. I think he just. I think that's why she ran in because he just like came back with her. I think. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did. I was just going to say it's funny that neither of us mentioned her. We talked about the actual Blanche from Golden Girls and not. <laughs> <laughs> not not the Blanche from your house. Not, not the Blanche I live with. Yeah, the look, the Aww, cutie. Look at her. Crazy genius. Yeah. So yeah, you're Blanche. you're definitely responsible for my new, my newfound chi love. You've got to get Andre the Giant. I can't afford. I I already have two animals here, and I can't afford. Yeah. I wouldn't responsibly take half care of terrier. Him. Yeah, he has that hair. I really oh, like her hair. I like her hair. That short. She, she almost was about to sneeze. She um she's super thick fur, 
like not wiry like a lot of chihuahuas because she's like uh, pomeranian and shih tzu and poodle like, she's got all this other stuff in her yeah. so her like she's short hair but she sheds a ton and it's really thick um but she's soft like a bunny so who can complain yeah. well maybe one day I'll <laughs> but yeah you, you can sleep on blanche's floor sweet that sounds great amongst all of my gear <laughs> our other room is just like where i store gear so when people stay it's like well i'll just shove these tripods and lights in the right, corner right. <laughs> you can have this half of the room <laughs> with like a blow-up mattress no fun but, yeah. oh man yeah she's so cute i i enjoy blanche a lot no cheese are the best i'm on like a mission because cheese are the second most euthanized breed in shelters because people don't realize that they need like a ton of attention and yeah. they're not just like they're not cats, you know. You can't just leave them alone. They're Velcro dogs. But yeah, um, like I was reading that Andre, awesome. that that post for little Andre the Giant, and it was like yeah. it was ba- like every cheat post you ever see, it pretty much re-explains what chi ownership's <laughs> about, which is like they they have attitudes and they need attention mm-hmm. and they they can be mean and they can be grumpy. Like it's like yeah, it's but just, that's what I love about them because yeah. it's just like me. Like, like you just described me. Like needs attention, is mean, is grumpy, will bite you. Like you know, like, right, right. But also like okay, sometimes there's you know, a kinship there. Um, there is, yeah. Then like they they're all like crazy geniuses, and I think it's like. I described it to Michael. It's like they're using a hundred percent of their brains, but their brains are the sizes of walnuts. So like they're insane geniuses, but like about crazy stuff, you know. And they're, ge- so, they're geniuses for are great. they're geniuses for cheese. They're che- they're geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's terrible. But yeah, follow Blanche oh, yeah. as a dog if anyone's listening to this because yeah. on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook too and Facebook, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. and watch uh bloodhound for another she right yeah, yeah you made a movie um, r.i.p so, the great yeah, king R. I. R. I. P. Yeah. yeah yeah bloodhound is on arrow right now right, arrow right. streaming service yeah i probably should have plugged that so that's pretty cool there's so many links at this point I'll bloodhound, just, I'll... My, my three minute movie about my dearly departed chihuahua got hey. like the most distribution of any film i've ever done <laughs> I mean, look, hey, uh, you're the movie we all made together. You're, he's in that too. So yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. The transform. I think you're allowed to say that we we're made the no, transformation said, of the transformations of the, the Doctor's Jenkins. I, Jenkins. Yeah, we say it on Michael's episode, and it's on IMDb. It's, it's on IMDb. Uh, it'll be. <laughs> I keep talking about it, but it'll be available in. The well, it'll future. be a festival soon. Yeah. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah. Coming to festivals soon. Yeah. If we yeah. have anything to do about it. Um, okay. I don't want to keep you any longer. It's been two and a half yes. hours. I uh, have a, a dough rising. So I'm making pizza. Oh. V- I just pulled pizza, it. Right? By the way, I just pulled a Steven Stull on you because every time I talk to Steven, he always hangs up because he's like, Jen got me a really good sandwich or Jen picked up a pizza. <laughs> Whatever. And it always makes me like, even if I just ate, I'm always like angry. I'm like, what? Where's mine? <laughs> and when he's it, like in fucking Florida. <laughs> when it, we, I, I think Jen legitimately got mad at me for his episode because we talked for three and a half hours. And, <laughs> and she was like waiting to like deliver a burrito or something. You know, she, no, she was just waiting to hang out with him, like to have their time um, on the day. And I just used yeah. it all up. But what are you gonna do i mean you know we're doing a podcast this is yeah. art is this not art this is true art this is a documentary about sophia Ka- uh, coca-cola and 
this counts. This is going to on, on IMDb yeah. as it's my day. It's July 6th, 2021 in the life of Sophia Casiola. <laughs> she's got a dog. She's making a vegan pizza. She's talking about <laughs> prove to me. It's not a documentary. You can't, you can't. I'm it sure counts. if there's like a list of what a documentary is, I'm sure this counts. We could submit it to festivals. <laughs> That would be that would be amazing. It would get in at least one. Wouldn't it be funny? Like you're in like one of those convention festivals where like everything's just like in a hotel room like on a screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like two people like watching this like stream of us talking. <laughs> Remember I sent you guys that one I'll movie. I'll make a documentary about that. I, yeah. I, I think I sent you one movie that, that uh, a YouTube filmmaker made and he called it a movie. And I was like, it's him just filming himself talking for two hours i was like when is a pot it's a podcast they're just movies now okay yeah. well if there's video then it's a film yeah this is a camera <laughs> this is a camera right it's a technology we're capturing image yeah. you know yeah. we, it's it's lit there's sound all right i'll let you yeah, go thank seriously counts. thank you so much um <laughs> thank you this is gonna go up a week from now so okay the future the future yeah seriously thank you it was really good talking to you because we've never had this yeah. chance so yeah um without the rest of them yeah <laughs> without michael fucking it all up just i know adding... i gave you the option i was like i can come on with michael or we can be separate no i wanted it separate because i was like this experience i didn't want him to just hog it all up no i'm kidding <laughs> you know i want to be clear whenever i make these jokes i love michael i really do and i think i make all these jokes because he has that whole like self-depreciative joke yeah. about him but i'm only going along with it i actually really love michael i mean i make all those jokes too i know so. i know <laughs> but you're also you're you're his partner so like you can do that i feel like yeah i'm doing it to go along with his no, own I joke it's fine i and, think he thinks it's funny okay i just want he will if he ever listens to this <laughs> he's not listening to this <laughs> i've sent him so many podcasts he's like yeah i'll put it on my list yeah whatever <laughs> i never like I'm I never, just totally kidding. It's fine. Find the time to like personally listen to podcasts. Most like Michael don't. has to put it on like, and then I'll overhear it. Yeah, he's listening to something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it. I don't have the time. I just sit with Blanche all day, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm doing shit. If it, I because it's like I can't listen to something and do anything else. Right. You know. To be perfectly like when we honest, drive cross country, I listen. Right. I was going to say, to be perfectly honest, like right now I'm, I'm like in a chill out mode in life. So me reconcentrating on my podcast is just because it's easy to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah. you guys got all these film projects going. I'm really just kind of working and doing this yeah. <laughs> right now. Maybe I'm writing some, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, th this is kind of what I'm doing creatively, it, which that's is fine. Yeah. That's what yeah. I don't know. We restarted our podcast, but like, I don't know when we're doing it again. <laughs> we're on no schedule. <laughs> I'm trying to get on. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get on a schedule here to like, yes. you know, have like some kind of consistency again because the pandemic destroyed it. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll stop talking. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, talk online, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good night. <laughs> ever Hug Blanche again for me and tell yeah. Michael that I love him. I will. Thank you. All right. See you. See you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.